Hey everyone, this is Terezi from the 108. We're on episode 23 of Shy Sox Weekly. There is no agenda for this. We're just going to be drunk and talk about baseball, possibly the White Sox, possibly other teams. And I will assure you throughout the episode that Bruce Springsteen is still alive. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is definitely still alive. So we will definitely get to all that on episode 23 right here of Shy Sox Weekly. Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning back into the season finale of Shy Sox Weekly. That is right. This is going to be our last quote-unquote regular season episode. We are a little bit late with it as I'm sitting here watching the Athletics and Yankees play in the AL wildcard game right now. The White Sox haven't played a game in about three or four days now. The season is over. They finished at 62 and 100, so not too hot. I believe that's what MLB The Show predicted them as <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Did they not, Tone? Or was you guys it- call me MLB Show now? <laughs> so, so- John, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to go back and actually cut the clip of what the prediction was. Uh, But yeah, it was something terrible, and I believe that we laughed at how bad it was. The only thing I remember was that it predicted James Shields to go something like 1-16. in And I know that would would piss some of our guests off. But John, uh, who do we have here tonight? Tonight we have, um, we got our buds, the Section 108 guys on. We got My Sox Summer, we got Beef Loaf, and we got Cherizy on with us. So it is their second appearance on Shy Sox Weekly, and it was Tony's idea to bring them back because they are basically the guys who got us to uh, come out of our shells, so to say, in the middle of the season. They basically let us... Uh, kind of bring our personalities to life and ever since then we've kind of taken off because of them so we appreciate that guys yeah we appreciate oh, it How are you here tonight in in a amazingly fat move i just broke my chair so. <laughs> <laughs> and i happen to be sitting on the same I, chair I so i'm sure i will break mine at some point you guys soon. you guys are sharing chairs now well, well yeah he's on my lap of course. <laughs> no big deal no big deal at all 
you always try to stack the biggest on top of the smallest. So that's that's how we do it. Over yeah, there. we're kind of like the Hawk uh, Matryoshka doll. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> Matryoshka. But, 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 but going the back, Russian the, nesting doll. The nesting doll. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Who the fuck? Nobody knows what that means. But, sorry, sorry, I'm well traveled. All right. <laughs> oh, you educated. <laughs> you went to DePaul. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so we, we have the 108 on tonight, as you guys can tell. Uh, guys, how you doing? Uh, Loaf, I know you've got a lot that you want to bring up today. I'm not quite sure. I know you said that you guys were going to make my Sox Summer have a baseball opinion tonight. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he got offended. He told me, I've got opinions. Fuck you. <laughs> Which is what he always does. He claims he knows nothing. Then he tells Teresa and I to go fuck ourselves. I mean, this is pretty much par for the course. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So... My Sox Summer is like, I've got all these baseball opinions. Fuck you guys, blah, blah, blah. We're looking, I'm like, I'm looking at like baseball reference before we get on here and a couple couple other things. Beef Loaf's got like all these notes in front of him that he's been writing down. <laughs> My Sox Summer's in his phone looking at fucking Golden Girl Pops. <laughs> <laughs> so he is well prepared to talk baseball. I want listen. both of your hands on the table while we listen. record this, okay? Listen, it's Christmas season. And I know That's there's crazy. somebody right here that would really enjoy Golden Girls Pops. Uh, let, let me let me add something. We, we got a little derailed there, which is what we do all the time. But um, you guys thanking us, totally unnecessary. Drunk uncles, that's our job to right. bring you out of your shells. But we introduce you to weird shit like that. Exactly. Anal. But you guys should give yourselves a pat on the back. I mean, you guys have grown a podcast from absolutely zero. I checked uh, Twitter maybe a week or two ago. You guys are creeping up on 700 followers. Pretty much all the people we know listen to the podcast, so you guys should give yourselves a pat about you guys have done a great job uh, uh, gathering good guests and really and really bringing the guests out of their shell. I know we've DM'd about some uh, guests you're gonna have on, and I've told you, oh man, I don't know how you guys are gonna do it, and somehow you guys are able to get them out of their shell. So you know, you should give yourselves a little Kudos. pat that. Great job. We appreciate that, yeah, we guys. Appreciate Thank you that. so much. So I actually, love White Sox um, Dave on, you know, <laughs> he kind of he kind of elevates your game every once in a while, you know. Yeah, that, it's good that for that. Helps, that helps that he's a Cats guy. That was basically my end there. Right. But um, yeah, so um, basically, t- I forgot where I was fucking going with that, and that's going to happen a lot tonight, probably. Um, how about you guys tell us what you're drinking tonight? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Let's start, a dollar start out with that. Season home. We we are drinking. I'm drinking an anti-hero beer that was a uh, a fresh release, like about a not even a month ago. Um, it's just regular old anti-hero, but it was eight bucks at Mariano, so I picked up two Sixers just for the special occasion tonight. They are actually uh, so Beef, Beef Loaf and I are, are drinking wine. Uh, actually, I would tell you what kind of wine, but we finished that bottle, so I threw it out. It was a uh, eleven Rioja. Uh, Montecillo, and then go. the next next bottle is going to be a uh, Turley Zin. So we're uh, a 2014 Turley Zin. Because we're fancy. We're we are fancy, fancy like guys, that. man. When you're when you're the age we are, we spread all fields. We don't yeah. just drink beer. We drink everything. So I just Tony, drink beer. Tony on food's a big wine guy. He'll like that little segment right there. Shout out my dad. Excellent. Yeah, love Tony on food. <laughs> great, great Twitter follow. So that's actually funny that you bring that up because I was on Tony on Foods Twitter the other day and when I had first followed him at the beginning of the year, this is a shout out to like all of our followers and all of you guys. You know that little part on Twitter where it'll say like so and so and 37 others follow? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Tony on food, when I first followed him, literally the only person that said was that that Tony. Like, Shy Socks, I'm KZ Tony. Yeah. was the only person I knew that followed him. I was on his Twitter. I forgot why I clicked it. I think he posted, like, a picture of you, Tony, or some shit. I don't even remember. But I clicked it. That dude has, like, 50 mutual followers with me now. Literally, like, our <laughs> whole listener base went and followed your fucking dad, Tony. Like, <laughs> follow he, he, us. <laughs> he collects follows. Yeah, he collects follows for a living, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I literally saw that and was astonished. Like, he doesn't need any more. No, he's he's got us beat on Twitter uh, pretty good. And uh, before before we got on off air, uh, I was talking to to, to the guys uh, about some of his his music mixes uh, that he does, and uh, we, we might have to hire him not only as a food consultant but also as as our sound guy. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in in these these uh, mixes he's putting together. I, I definitely want to. I want to give a, a listen to it, at least like nine of the CDs that you said. You can keep the circus music one, though. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is we're definitely looking for a soundboard guy because the last time that we had Herb Lawrence on, I begged our quote-unquote soundboard guy to throw in that like Drake lyric where he says something about taking a half a Zan. Like it's literally – this song came out. Two weeks after we recorded with Herb, and the dude just, like, talks about taking half a Xan. I thought it was hilarious, so I was like, we need to bring him in with this song. Soundboard guy, fail. Didn't happen. So, Tony on food. I'm down to let you be our soundboard guy. You should talk to Wally Money. I think he's got a hookup with a soundboard person. Maybe not a soundboard guy, but maybe a soundboard person. person. Yeah, that's right. In Xan. So, so funny funny thing about that soundboard guy, uh, I think – Part of the problem is he's been underpaid all year. Um, nope. We'll take that are, up are in the office. Are you referring yourself in the third person? He is. You fucking sly guy, you. You. I mean, there's Tony, a whole team. There's a. Let's not. Let's not talk about. There's a whole team of people behind Shy Sox Weekly you don't see. There is. We haven't. We we do have an intern. I just want you guys to know that we have an intern. Holy shit. Can we use them for the stuff that we listed in our intern article? So that's, that's, have, yeah, that's that a good question good. for you guys. We're going to talk with them about that. Yeah, that's a good question for you guys. Did you guys ever get any applications on that? No. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Who would? <laughs> People barely want to hang out with us for free, let alone like have to be under our employee. I mean, who would want to do that? I'm sure if we asked some people, they would do it. But no, no one ever officially sent in a resume. No, there were a lot of responses, critiqued. but no one sent around. Yeah, they, the people did talk about it, and I'm sure if we asked people to do stuff for us, they would go do it. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the kind of guys we are. Yeah, it's not I mean, I, so I we just don't I, do that. I think I saw on Twitter the other day that Shy Sox fan Mike is in like a uh, sophomore in college. He's probably looking for an internship. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't know if we could we're, take not, we're not. We're not going to talk about Shy Sox fan Mike. You got to be 21. That's a that's a big key because like we can't have like a nineteen year old trying to go get us beers. Well, you got to be twenty one or you got to be a real hustler. Yeah, you got to so be get around a good, being twenty one. A know? good fake. You yeah. got to have a good right, fake. Exactly. You got to have like cheesy like like early two thousands late nineties fake ID like <laughs> where it'll get you in anywhere. Right. What was your name on your fake? My name. Oh, was? Did you go get a real? Did you get go to fake one in Indiana? No. So I had a guy. <laughs> oh, he had a guy. So, so I had a guy, and so uh, I after I turned twenty one. Um, so the, the two little stories here. 
First of all, you don't need a fake when you're 21. I, I lived down the street right? from the map room, and so I would yeah. always go in the map room. And uh, and on my 21st birthday, Beef Loaf and then our other guy Ram came up, and they're like, like at midnight, they're like, let's go down to map room. Yeah. I went in there, and I I showed the guy my real ID, and he just looked at me, and he's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but so so like a few months later, I'm like sitting at home. And my guy calls me and he's like, hey, do you still have your fake ID? I was like, no, I'm I'm like 21 in three months, right? Like, I don't need that shit. I threw it out. And he goes, oh, good. Uh, that guy got busted. <laughs> Apparently, the guy was giving fake IDs to, like, underage people. But he was also giving fake IDs to guys that were smuggling steroids into the country. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of went to jail forever. But uh, I, I got, you know, I got away all right. <laughs> well, I may or may not have now. that guy to thank. I may or may not have that guy to thank for all the steroids that were a part of baseball during my childhood that got me to fall so in love. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that too. They well, definitely were going to Sosa. Well, if if you may, maybe, well, see, I don't think he was. This is more like the like south <laughs> south side steroid users. Like so. I think if you played against a guy, if you played against a a guy in high school who was like 600 pounds of muscle, that you have that guy to thank for that. Like Todd at the YMCA, that's all yoked out. You know, his girlfriend, who's also all yoked out, who's all yoked out, has yellow eyes. Back knee. Yeah, this is the level of people I was dealing with. I wasn't dealing with people. <laughs> they were looking up MLB players. I think Beckney could be one of our pseudonyms. <laughs> I think we're literally going to title this oh, shit, Shy Sox Weekly team. episode 23, Beckney. Beckney. <laughs> Just And this is why people come here for all the White Sox insights. Oh, shit. No shit, right? <laughs> hey, didn't, hey, you know what? That last... Three minutes was more entertaining than the whole fucking White Sox season. season all right, true, and, and huh? I was I was actually going to bring that up. That there's a reason we've gone about ten minutes into this, and we haven't even brought up a single thing that has to do with White Sox baseball. Because the pain's over. We Tony. can. Yeah. Well, you're going to get sad. We're going to get sadder unless we talk about you know six or seven years from now. Yeah, I would say talking about the future is more fun than talking about what just what we just ingested no, for six yeah. months. You know? Like if we're gonna talk about this past year, I we could talk about Palka and then we could talk maybe about Timmy and then we could talk a little bit about Palka. And that would be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Palka, did you guys go to his like uh autograph signing the other day? I think it was Monday. I did not. I had my daughter's basketball practice. I, I coach third and fourth grade basketball, so I, I think couldn't make it. Aloha, Mr. Hand went. Aloha, yes. Mr. Hand went. He went. Yeah. Our buddy Ian went. Ian yeah, went up you got there. the jersey signed. You got the jersey signed. Ken W.O. was up there. Yep. I was, I was literally thinking of going last minute. I couldn't get work off. Though. Like, I couldn't get off work in time, though. Yeah, I'm not driving out to the suburbs during the week to go get See, on here. See, I mean, not like – I mean, it's love probably the guy. about – Probably about the halfway. I mean, Tony, you're way closer to Naperville than anybody. You should have fucking went. Uh, Naperville's kind of a. It's, it's difficult to get to for me, even though it's close. It's it's still probably forty five minutes to an hour, depending on that traffic. That's every down there. single it's fucking bad. highway in Illinois is always under construction this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I I, I take three fifty five to work, and it's just terrible right now. 
They just started ripping up the fucking highway by me, and I'm just like, dude, didn't you just do construction on the shit last? It's it's a cycle. It'll always repeat. But anyways, I think that's all. If if Paul could put out a thing where he was like, hey guys, I'm gonna be at Armor Park. Let's hit golf balls and try and hit turtles, (laughs) (laughs) baseball bat. Uh, I would go to that, and then we would go to turtles and pay for the windows and then drink. You know, I would I would be down for that Paulka outing. Uh, Autographs in the in the suburbs. That's not not. My bag. Yeah, You'd yeah. have a lot of pissed off alcoholics though if we were hitting golf balls at Turtles. If, Tuesday, if it was early, if it was early. Tuesday, I mean, listen, like six, seven hundred guys in there. I drove by there. <laughs> what did I? I drove by there before nine o'clock in the morning yesterday on my way to an eye exam, and the guy was already putting up the umbrellas. I'm like, who the fuck is coming here at nine o'clock in the morning? You guys ever drink at a bar that early? Not, not well. I yes, have, but not yeah. not in yep. Chicago. Yes. <laughs> Like first call, you know, you guys ever do first call? Hundred percent. I, I lived above a bar right when I turned twenty-one for about oh, nine months. Actually, when we started Shy Sox Weekly, I lived above a bar. That was a really cool first episode on St. Patrick's Day while you lived above. Lived a bar. above a bar. Yeah. And we tried to go the John. Do you remember we tried to go the whole episode without swearing? Swearing, yeah. Yep. Because oh we were, yes, no, no. Go back and listen to the first like three or four episodes of Shy Sox Weekly. There's maybe like one fuck. Whole time. No, there's not. There's not. <laughs> yeah, there, there is nothing. Not even. You know what I'm saying? Like we, only one fuck was given. Apparently, only one, yeah. <laughs> no fucks were given. I feel totally emasculated though. I'm the only one who did not. I've never had first call. Really? I've yeah. Had no, never. Call. Not once. Well, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I used to often because like so there was there was a period of time between my uh, record label life and then like my career where I was just unemployed for like months. And we've got a friend, the dude, literally what we call him. That's this a, is not a, his nickname way before that movie. Yeah. Like couch guy from half Baked. Yeah. And, and he's, he's a, he, he works night shift. And so he would call me up on like a Tuesday and be like, Hey man, it's my Friday. I'm going to go to Rossi's at 7am. You want to meet me up Rossi's. there? <laughs> oh, like, fuck yeah, I'm there. Oh, obviously I had nothing to do. <laughs> You know what? My, my day consisted of like downloading porn on LimeWire. Like I mean, like LimeWire. Oh, LimeWire. Fuck yeah. I can take a few hours off from that to go have some drinks. And like one time, we we were in there, and it was like we got in there at like 7 a.m. We drank straight till like noon, and then I met me and the dude met Beeflo for lunch, and we were annihilated. Like we're at like a little diner in downtown where like everyone is like on their lunch work break. It's a Tuesday afternoon and we're just yelling and obnoxious and drunk as fuck. It was, was fun. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Lunch. I mean, like that's that's a that's just a fantastic lunch for, just for everyone around us. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Beef Love calls into work for the rest of the day and joins them on a festival. That's a different story. That's the uh, the. The Bigo story. Oh, after we were at your show the night before. No, I went to work. I stayed. No, 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 not you. So so we, I I played a show. Sorry for giving story time. I'm giving story time here, but like. You're good at story. My wife tells me that all the time. Whoa. Hey, brunch. So we, I had a. a, Hanging out with Avi Garcia too much. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. on. So, so I, my band played, it was like a. It was like a, a Thursday night. We played a show. We stayed out drinking. Then in the morning, 
It was um, like a Germany-U.S. World Cup game, but it was in like South Korea. So it was on at like 4.30 in the morning. So there was a bar right by where all of us were. It was Elephant Castle. Elephant Castle. It was like in the vicinity of where we all worked at the time. We all show up there to watch the game. They're kind of like sneaky handing out beers. Like they, they're not supposed to be selling, but like people are getting beers. And so we're having some beers before before we're going to work. And our one buddy shows up and he is annihilated. Like he did not go to sleep. He's still up and he he's like, yeah, I went to so-and-so's house and I was in the pool. He's like, I don't even like drinking. I just like swimming. <laughs> and we're like, wow, this guy is fucking annihilated. So he's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go to work. I gotta go to work. And so we're like, all right. And I worked with him. I show up to work like two hours later. This guy is nowhere to be found. <laughs> he fucking left the bar, walked to work, and from outside of work, called in sick to work, <laughs> and then jumped in a cab and went home. If you've never called in sick to work from the parking lot of your work, you've never won a waited before. That is, that is very, very true. <laughs> I've called in sick from New Orleans. That's, that's a story for another day. <laughs> no, just keep them fucking rolling. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get some. Let's get a little bit of White Sox talk. A little White Sox talk. Yeah. I think we're we're thing, about but... 20 minutes in now, so the, that counter's gone another 10 minutes. Um, there's one no, guy that's crazy though. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, we, we chatted a little bit before we did this episode and, and um, talked about what we want to talk about for the White Sox, actual White Sox content. Um, I didn't really have anything in particular, but I wanted to review kind of the season as a whole. And, and you brought up guys like uh, Tim Anderson, Daniel Palka, uh, but there's one guy that I really want to focus on as well outside of those guys, and that's that's Mankata. Uh, I want to hear what your guys' take on how you think he did this year. I know the strikeouts were absolutely horrid. Uh, you don't want to see that, but where do you guys judge Mankata's development at this point? So uh, I'll start. So so we had a series of polls that we put out recently, let all the fans vote what they thought of uh, – each player's performance. Uh, I, I had three categories out there. We had, are you encouraged by the 2018 season? Meh. Or are you underwhelmed? So Moncada in particular garnered some of the most votes that we had, probably in the 700 range. Uh, and, and the overwhelming majority, it was kind of split between encouraged and underwhelmed, but the, the meh was the one that sort of won out. I think it was like 45% or something like that. But me personally, I'm actually underwhelmed. Um, and the reason I am is because I think it's uh, a couple different things. One, it's it's the expectations. You expect a number one prospect in baseball who looked pretty good in 2017 when he came up for his 200 uh, plate appearance cup of coffee, and you thought he would sort of take off from there, and he sort of didn't. He uh, he put up rate numbers that were worse than he, they were in 17, and also the fact that you have other young players around the league really shining. At the exact same time, not taking sort of the developmental year that everyone's claiming on Moncada and sort of just going off someone like Juan Soto or Glaber Torres or Miguel Andujar. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, Ronald Acuna. Oh, Miguel Andujar <laughs> at the plate. 
At the plate. Yeah, no, I'm materially talking about hitting. Uh, Mankata's defense is a totally different thing. But uh, And and uh, so overall, just underwhelmed. I was expecting a little more. He also didn't have those sort of defining moments. He didn't go on a big heater where, he, where you thought, this is the best player we've seen in the White Sox uniform in 10 years. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any of those moments. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not agree with that. but Only when me, you guys burnt the Bali money cards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We tried everything too. We ate, we ate Twinkies. I, I burned a Wally Money card. We tried everything to get him out of the slump. So the Twinkies I fucking worked for a second. The what? Twink, the Twinkies worked for a second. See, that's so the, that's the, the Wally one Money problem. Card. That's the one problem with five people on a microphone is it's very hard to like get something across without cutting someone off. Feel free to cut us off. We, yes. we don't have great thoughts. <laughs> no, you were that was that was true. I was just trying to say the Twinkies definitely worked for a select period of time. Treasy, my socks on. What do you guys think? Oh. I mean, he, he had a sophomore slump, right? So he, he didn't come out, and I, and I think what the expectations that we have for this team and the prospects coming forward have to be tempered, tempered a little bit. We're gonna. We we thought Makata was gonna walk on water, or as my dad calls him, Manchata. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread to come out. Well, he he's not gonna be. And I, and from what I can tell from his Instagram, he kind of toned. He pulled back the reins a little bit. He's not banging chicks at bottle or bottle blondes or whatever the fuck <laughs> that place is called. And he is uh, trying to be more of a family guy, be more of a down home guy. And I think he's gonna get into the, like. You know, he'll get into a swing, but it's going to take a little bit of time. I, I was on Reddit this morning, um, hate looking at threads, and I just, you know, people are still talking, oh, yeah, I mean, we got a really big chance to make the playoffs next year. And you're like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't know what you guys are thinking. You know, and, uh, and like 2021 sounds about right to maybe, maybe, maybe have like some wild card expectations. But, I, I mean, I don't know. We have a really shitty division, so we could definitely shoot up quickly if things all fall into place and go well. But, like, I don't know. With Mikata, you just have to give him some time. And it, it's everyone just needs to relax. He can't. He's not a bust. He's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be the superstar that everybody thinks he's going to be. But, like, who, who have we had that's been a superstar? Even Abreu's got his issues. I mean, he's great. He's great on our team, but he's also on a team with a bunch of lug nuts. I mean, you don't really have, like – it's really easy to be the hottest chick in the room when there's all dudes. So it's just, you have to, you have to just like take, we have to be patient here and watch this bill come. And it's been shitty. It has been straight shitty. It's been 10 years since we made the playoffs and it's right. It's 10 years. Yeah. I was there. I was and it's there. just, you, I don't know. You just got to, you have to, everyone's just got to fucking relax a little bit and let this take its course. Enjoy the te- cheap tickets. Enjoy the expensive beer. Come out and have a great game experience, and and then worry worry about the winning later because that will come. But it's just, it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. So my, my only take on on it is is that so Makata is is a little unusual in the fact that he is he's supposed to be the superstar, but he's also a switch hitter, and you don't get a ton of those scenarios. And so we're kind of always like you want to see in the first X number of at bats that someone is showing progress, right? But his at-bats are coming from different sides of the plate. And so his right-handed numbers dragged him down all year. And when you finally started to see him like get comfortable from the right side, his numbers were good after that, right? And so I'm hoping 
that he's now into that phase of like, I get it from both sides and I could start hitting from both sides. At least, at least the right side would be, you know, average. Right. And then he can do more from the left side and hit, you know, 30 doubles, you know, like, so I think some of those doubles become home runs. I'm encouraged to see what his at bats become now that he seems to be comfortable from both sides. I would love to see him, even if it's lower in the order, I would love to see him at the same spot in the order every day and just be that's that's where he's at. And that's how that's how they're going to play it. I, I don't like him moving back and forth based on the handedness. And so I think if, if he's exam- if he's exemplified that he is comfortable from both sides, he, they should give him that and be like, okay, you're the six hitter all the time, or you're the two hitter all the time, whatever they're going to make it. McCutcheon's the one hitter. So <laughs> two things that I want to kind of pick apart from, and one of the things we're going to save for later, but I just kind of want to bring it up now so I don't fucking forget about it. My Sox Summer had brought up that the White Sox aren't going to contend until 2021, and that's his opinion. And I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's fact, actually, It's fact. Okay, it's factual. Um, that is something that I do want to talk about as a whole because he did bring up a very interesting point as he brought that up in saying that the division is trash, which it fucking is. Uh, I mean, we're we're really about to see what the Indians do based off this series with the Astros. I do think that if the Indians get swept by the Astros, that they might be contenders to blow their shit up too. Maybe not blow it up, but they're going to try and – Maybe do too much and end up screwing. I don't know. But anyways, that's something that I do want to talk about a little bit in the future because while the Indians may be the front runner for our division for right now, they have some young talent and all that good stuff. But I don't think that the Indians are going to be top of the division in the next couple years. So that's something that I do want to talk about with you guys. Another thing that you had brought up is Mankata batting at the top of the order. Um, his leadoff numbers are decent. They're not like jump off the page crazy. He, I think he did finish like third in the AL in uh, leadoff home runs, which isn't even really a stat that I give a shit about. But we talked about it earlier on Shy Sox Weekly. I think Mankata is literally the perfect mold for a number two hitter. I think he's literally your prototype number two hitter. So I don't think that him in the leadoff spot is really that great. He needs um, to make more contact at number two. Like, yeah, and that's true. Can't take that many strikeouts at number two. Like I remember when Derek Jeter was just a, a fantastic number two hitter. That that's a guy that like wherever the runner was, he could put the ball to the opposite side, no problem. And so like when if he develops that tool, like yes, I would say number two all the way. Number two. All right. So I'm getting a text over here from Tony. Doesn't know how to use his voice, but apparently we have Johnny Nani from Socks on 35th on the call as well with us. I right was now. trying to stop you from ranting. <laughs> I told you, five dudes, one mic, hard to cut somebody off, have the balls to do it. Hey, Johnny, what's up, fucker? <laughs> Not too much. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're, we're drinking. We can't imagine that you are as well. Uh, no, never. You know me. <laughs> we kind of miss you. It's only been a week, but yeah, you know. I know. It's like I like I posted a video on the Socks on 35th Instagram of like one of our tailgates like yesterday, and I was like, I'm already missing it. 
Totally agree. Totally when, when, when do we go back to the ballpark? This is just a long road trip, right? It's like 180 days, and then it's just it's just long enough to trick our livers into, hey, this guy finally straightened it up, and he's, he's like, good, shoot straight. And then all of a sudden, wow, <laughs> shit, gapping again. Well, yeah, for people no, like I mean, Johnny and I, it's it doesn't stop. It, we've got we've yeah, got Hawks yeah. talk and, and plenty of drinking to do with, with that team. but Hawks. What do you guys think? We just show up one day, pretend we're going to Chicago Sports Depot, and we just tailgate. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. I mean, we gotta keep ourselves in shape. We gotta keep the lot in shape too. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I totally agree. We could probably convince Beef Loaf to put a TV in the garage, and we can stand outside and watch the Bears game in his like little little area in front of his house in the street. Yeah, my garage. And we could sit there and just drink and be all in our cold gear, gearing up for uh, opening day. That's true. Yeah, I think a live Shy Sox Weekly in the middle of December or January in the snow in Lot B would be a really cool thing. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) We want to be guests for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, no, we're making you guys stand out there the whole time. Yeah. Then we'll hop but, in uh, that hot tub. I heard, I heard you guys were talking a little. Uh, I heard John as soon as uh, he was talking about. Um, I came in right in the middle of the Moncada talk, and then John was talking about the AL Central. And I don't know if we'll be ready by. Hopefully, we are by 2021. I think that's what you said about my slack summer's take. But I, uh, I think that the division will be ours for the taking when it's our window. So that's that's at least something to look forward to. Yeah. Johnny, I mean, isn't, that, isn't, that, I mean, isn't that window right now, though? No. Not it's, our window, but the AL up. Central's oh, window. Yeah, so it's, it's coming up. The, I mean, the Indians, like, very even, soon. even if they're, like, they, they're still going to be decent next year. It's not like they're just going to fall off the face of the earth like Kansas City did. So, But, but after next year, they lose Kluber. They exactly. Lose That's what I was trying to do. They start starting it. pitching after next year. So then, well, then you're stuck with just the, I mean, they're just super the Lindor. Like, okay, yeah. 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 But they traded away Mejia. Which was a the trade of Mejia. Seems to, to me get to be a hand, stupid yeah. move. Like if Brad Hand is is like Andrew Miller in this in this playoffs, then okay, fine. It's a good move, right? But but I don't think he's gonna be. Yeah, Miller's so, Miller's had too many injuries for me to consider him like uh like he used to be like, you know, like your go to like two inning guy. But now it's kind of up in the air. I, I I don't know if he's a t- like uh, retain that status. Like, I guess I, I think they want Brad Hand to be that guy, and I don't I don't see it. No, yeah, I don't either. Matter. So I believe it's about twenty-seven percent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Of the games that you play as a major league baseball team are against teams that are within your own division. So that's a My quarter. A quarter of your win to loss ratio falls solely in your division, and the White Sox are. I I don't know about historically, like stretching way way back, but for the time that I have been a White Sox fan. Except for the years that we have been contenders, we cannot, for the life of us, have a positive over 500 record within the fucking division. And that aggravates me. That's like what I want the main focus point of the White Sox organization to be for years to come, starting fucking now, starting forever ago is what it should have been. But like, they need to start winning within the division. And once they do that, it's literally them between the Indians. Because if you look in terms of organization depth, the White Sox have literally everybody in the AL Central beat, including the Indians. So 
it's it's a matter of free agency from that point forward what the white Sox can do i love that uh speaking of aloha mr hand earlier he yeah. is like he really really fucking wants the white Sox to go at it this winter like he wants he them to literally yeah. offer max money to every top and and he's not fucking wrong i would love to see machado with a 10-year deal i would love i mean eh. Harper kind of, I mean, Harper didn't have like the most down year, but Harper didn't have like a year where I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, let's go give him 10 years, 300 fucking mil. I think Harper Josh. still had a fantastic year. I mean, like he's, his team didn't, but I mean, Harper's year is nice. I mean, so here, here's where I want to go with this, John, is you're correct. And Aloha, Mr. Hand kind of stoked that fire in me when I read his tweets. And I told you I wanted to rant a little bit, and this is what pisses me off, is you look at the rest of this AL Central right now, and you've got the Tigers and the Royals and the Twins. They're, they're all th- – those guys are crap. They're just as bad as we are. And they're also drafting high. What scares the fuck out of me is the guys that they draft hitting and ours not. And that's what pisses me off is there's a possibility that guys like Casey Mize – go out and dominate the Sox for the next five years. And the Jake Burgers of the world are sitting there on the sidelines with torn ACLs. We have to spend money at some point in time. That's that's so accurate. Yes. And, and <laughs> if you look, at, and this is what just drives me up the wall, is the fact that <clears throat> if you look at the development that the Sox have had, this year was total horseshit. Your prized <laughs> prospect out of, out of the, the Chris Sale deal – Michael Kopech, the guy that we all – everybody came to the ballpark to see this kid. He's he's injured. He's out for the whole next year. And you can't say that that doesn't hurt his development. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, there, this is the best time for him to get injured. There's no fucking good time for somebody What would have been high school like Dylan Cease. Like seven years ago. Right? Yeah, like Dylan Cease had it in high school, but that was fine because now he's, you know, yeah. now he's shoving, so. There's right. no fucking good time for Michael Kopech to get injured. The Sox right. brought him up to save face because they didn't want to call up Eloy. And then he goes and now he's out for all the next year. That's not good. There's no positive spin to this. It, that That's crap. You've got your other top draft pick, Jake Berger. He's injured. Nick Madrigal's got wrist problems. I'm just waiting to hear the news for him that he did something to his wrist sliding into second base or something. There is an injury problem on this team. And there's got to be at least some way to, to, to kind of correct that. And that's going to be spending money. And I'm afraid that Rick Hahn is not going to do that this offseason. And if there's more injuries next year, we can just keep kicking the ball down the road. That's not how you capitalize on the crappiest division in baseball. It's got me frustrated. And and Beefloaf, you sent out a tweet the other day that it was it was nice to see a team that spent money. I forget the exact tweet or who you were tweeting about, but it was nice to see a team that spent money. It was the Brewers. It's nice it to was see the a team Brewers. That, yeah, it's nice to see a team that spent money and actually tried to compete in their division. If you go back two years, we could have done that, and we didn't. We chose to go the rebuild route. I'm not sure. arguing with the fact that that's at least a direction. And last time you were on the, the, the Brian Billick episode that we surprised you with, thank you yes. for being a good sport on that. But uh, we talked about a poll that you guys had ran about, um, you know, how do you rate the White Sox, you know, out of all the organizations? And I had said that, 
you know, I rate them a little bit higher because at least they have a direction. Well, now we're coming to that point where that direction needs to continue, and I'm worried that Rick Hahn is not going to take the next step. I, I agree, Tony, and I, and I think to, just to double back on on John's point and then wrap it back into this one, uh, John brought up how the rest of the division is shit right now and the, the White Sox have the org depth uh, over everybody else. For now, they do. The Indians are the best team in this division at developing and acquiring talent. They have been for two decades. And so they have their little down periods because they're a low payroll team, but then they pop back up and they get surprise playoff appearances. And then they have the Francisco Lindors and the Jose Ramirez is out there. So I, I would never sleep on them. So you're going to have to maintain a high level. Even if you get a couple of lean Indians years, they're going to come racing back after you. And, and secondly, I agree 100% with your point. And the reason why I tweeted that thing about Milwaukee is I, I think part of our, uh, you know, as a, as a group, as people who tweet and blog and podcast about the White Sox, is to educate the fans. Everyone, 90% of fans right now are like, we can't sign a guy at that position because we have Luis Robert, who Luis Robert's, what, two years away if it goes perfectly? You know what the, you know what, you know what the Milwaukee Brewers did? They had a totally set outfield, and they said the best free agent available at the best price is Lorenzo Cain, so we'll displace one of those guys. Oh, wait, now there's a trade available for who we think is a, a game-changing player, also an outfielder. So guess what? Fuck that other guy who was a prospect or Brett Phillips or Keon Broxton or whoever was going to play that spot. You're out too. You know what you do? You just put the best players in spots, and you let the prospects either force them out or use them as trade pieces. And the White Sox have yet to start doing that. I'll be really encouraged if Rick Hahn goes out there and just signs players who are at good value or at good price and puts them in a spot, even if we have a prospect coming, and says, look, let's just get the best players here as possible. And, and guess what? If we end up in a situation where you got to move a guy around and, and you got to try to fit the pieces in, even better. That's how good teams operate. But they didn't do it this year. Like They, they had chances to do it this year. I mean, we talked extensively about – why not sign Mike Moustakas? It's going to yeah. cost nothing. Right. So we said, no, fuck that. Let's put Yomer there and hit 20 less home runs from that position. That was yeah. the decision that was made to save, what, $8 million? Right. So cheap. So if if that's your mindset, like, you're going to continue to be a huge pussy. So we need Rick Hahn to not be a huge pussy. I agree. What I, say, what I, totally agree. No. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so conversely, though. Now, Beef, I'm just going to throw this out there. Do it. You look at a team like the Cubs that went out and spent a shitload of money to try to make their team better, and it really – I mean, they won 95 games, but it also – they didn't look like a really top squad, and they definitely didn't look like a top squad in the last two games of the season that they played. Well, the they, they, made they looked like they knew – they looked like they really knew how to choke is what I fucking Here, want. Here's with. my question for everybody on this podcast right now. Would you guys have rather played in a wild card this year or ended the season the way we did with 100 losses? The thing that I said, the thing that I said, no, the thing that I said though is like when you get to that wild card, I fucking hate that wild card game. I don't know about you guys. You literally play like 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 the Cubs just did 163 games. They won 95 of them. And they're sitting on their fucking couches right now on September 22nd while other wild card games are still going. That's ridiculous. And it's hey, hilarious. It's, it's funny as shit. Well, when seasons where they didn't even fuck the Didn't game. even make the playoffs. Yeah, right. no. And I was, I was arguing with sorry my brother about this earlier. So, no, I don't feel sorry for him. I just think the wild card play-in game is kind of a stupid 
game to have for a season. No. Yeah, I don't no. know about three. I think, I think we good. should just go back That's to the old format. Nope. I mean, it, it's good for excitement, but imagine when the White Sox, or if the White Sox are that team that plays 162 fucking games, we get to that one game, we have one bad game out of 163, and we're going home because of it. I would much rather get that five-game series or not make the playoffs at all as the second wild card team. We'll all have a good time at the ballpark, and then we'll go to Shanick's after. We'll drink it away. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. That'd be my plan. But no, I, I, uh, I'm going to disagree there. I like the wild card game. I think that was Cherezy that was chiming in. I like it too. I, I think that's the way to go now. I mean, look at the NL West last year. It was absolutely loaded, and one team had to go. Colorado was a pretty damn good team, but Arizona was just a little bit better beat him out in that wild card game. And then, I mean, either one of them was going to get their shit kicked in by the Dodgers, but you know, um, I don't know. I think, I think it's good for the game overall. So, and if, if that happens to us, so be it, I'll be happy to be back in the playoffs. I'd happy to have that, that chance. You know, that's just a shot. Well, you think about it right now. Like, do do you look at the Rockies and go like, they have no chance at winning this or you the the Yankees in about 20 minutes. Like you look at both of those teams and go like, they can run it. They can yeah. run it. Anybody can run it. Nah. That's, That's playoff baseball. baseball. Anybody can run it. Yeah. yeah. You get on a you get on a run. It's like a poker table, craps table, whatever. You yeah. get on a run. You can you can play your ass out. Like. I don't know. I mean, yeah, as long as, long as you're in, you have a chance to win it. That's that's the good thing about respect. baseball. It's 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 unlike any other sport. You could be down two, you could be down two runs in the bottom of the ninth with two outs and still win the game. You can't come back with three goals in in you know two minutes. Uh, uh, the Hawks no. did it, but you know, <laughs> seventeen seconds. It, it, bro. Yeah, seventeen seconds. But that's the point, though. Is it's it's harder in other sports to come back on something like that. In baseball, it's unpredictable. So I, mean, I was just waiting for the last night. I was just waiting for the Cubs to get a guy on and then just hit a fucking walk off. Honestly, right. yeah. that's what I was waiting for. It could. I mean, that's the narrative we get force fed here in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fucking know. Cubs, the Cubs are gonna fucking win. You know why? Because they got the Zen Master in the dugout. You know <laughs> who likes a, like driving around his fucking hippie van. He's got this cool fucking horn rim sun or glasses, and he makes these goofy faces and writes all these inspirational quotes on his fucking lineup card. Yeah, so they should he, win because they're just good people. He puts uh, he substitutes his uh, team captain out for a pinch run situation in the eighth inning where the run doesn't even fucking score. And then he's just in extra innings without his best fucking player for like I think he was literally I think no, they that took run did score. That, that run did score. score. That, run that, was, that was when he took Rizzo out and uh, they, yeah. they did score, score on that. But still, so, so Terrence Gore looks like Webster, right? He's small. <laughs> he's a little guy. He literally looked like Rookie of the Year out there, yes. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remind you guys that Willie Harris did score the winning run in the World Series. So, <laughs> all right. I got to remind I, you, guys, that I wasn't watching the game when Rizzo got taken out, and I honestly didn't think that was the run they scored. So I apologize. I just don't watch the fucking Cubs like that. I watch the extra innings. <laughs> So Johnny's got to leave to go. Yeah, I got. I got to go. I got. One, I got one parting thought because my sack summer was bringing up a good point about Madden with all of his, you know, his shenanigans. I want to ask you guys, what is the dress theme uh, first day out on the golf course for the Cubs? Yeah, for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, think? I, um, you know, I feel like it's it's got to be like an '80s theme, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Breakfast Club. Uh, now who who is like who is Judd Nelson on on the team? 
Anthony Rizzo, the guy that gives kids cancer. Ben Zofrin. <laughs> oh, shit. Cut that. This one's going uncut. You thought I had buried that shit, but I have oh, not God. buried that shit. And actually, are you going to kill Sister Jean again? <laughs> no, I what, I wanted to, what I wanted to bring up is Beef Loaf was talking about how they took Rizzo out. That dude in the dugout needed a massage. So Joe Madden, in his brilliance, was like, I got to get Rizzo out because he's got a massage buttermaker, whoever the fuck that guy is, <laughs> in, the, in the dugout, start massaging him. Because that's what he does. He's like, I'm nervous. I got to massage dudes. Tony, Jeff, oh, give kids God. cancer. Real quick, All right. you, guys, you guys asked for my sex summer oh, baseball God. thoughts. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Johnny, guys, it was good, it was good, you. Yeah. It was I'll good jumping you. on. I'll guys. join you guys as soon as I can. All right, Johnny. Okay. It was a beautiful season. Thank you for like your eight fucking guest appearances, Johnny Nani. We will continue to collaborate with you, and we will see you next season, my guy. Yeah, 108 guys. We will get an event. Uh, together soon, so Hell yeah. we'll, good, we'll make it happen. Love you, Johnny. Johnny, we're yeah. cheersing you like you could see us. But, uh, <laughs> uh, cheers, cheers to you guys. Uh, yeah. just cheers the microphone. I'm gonna, if I can. Cheers. All right, see you guys later, Johnny. Later. Oh, it's always good to talk to Johnny. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to bring up the Rizzo on cancer. That's he's got to do. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. So Johnny had kind of alluded to uh, at the end of his call right there, uh, tailgate between like the Sox on 35th and 108 guys. You guys had just had one right at the end of the season um, for the Crosstown Classic. Tony and I have been talking. We haven't set any dates yet. Obviously, we have plenty of fucking time. But we do kind of want to like set some spoilers out there for everybody. Um, next year, we do have a couple things that we have planned. We're to taking actually we're taking Joe Binder and uh, Jordan Lazowski down in a wiffle ball game. That's number so one. So we do. We are gonna have a wiffle ball Shit. game. There is not a date set for that. But I mean, you guys brought up Armor Square earlier. I couldn't think of a better place to have that game. That'll probably happen like May or June. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to join and make it a tournament as well. I, I think uh, Cherizi would we'll be, be a good umpire. Yeah, we're gonna watch. Well, yeah, okay. we'll cool. and that's fine. So, so, I want, I want Cherizi as the umpire. Early June ish. <laughs> Did you guys watch last night's game? Yes. I the end of it. Worse yeah. than that fucking umpire. <laughs> he was awesomely bad and awesomely consistent. I kept waiting for him to go. Yeah, he was, he was so consistent. Like it was like. <laughs> Six inches way too high. But you know what? He called it every fucking time. It's true. So, That's like, true. if you can't adjust to that shit on the, in the 14th inning, you got to figure the shit out, right? Like, I agree. It takes me one inning in softball to figure out what You're this guy's going to call a strike and what he's not. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to get this fucking shit right after, straight now. After the first two innings, I just kept waiting for him to go, strike three. And <laughs> <laughs> moonwalk? Yeah, exactly. Woo! All right. <laughs> so aside from shitty umpires, we uh, we're gonna also do a live podcast from the park. We don't have the exact date set for that, but I mean, we don't even we don't really have, know we don't have any date set. Yeah, we don't even know if we're allowed to do that, but we're gonna fucking do it. I promise Maybe from you that. The yeah, that's the reason why you would wouldn't be allowed to do that. It's yeah, true. yeah, I think I think I think we would be perfectly fine doing that. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do that. That's probably gonna be like when the summer summer days hit. Uh, Tony and I are gonna grab lunch probably like next week or the week after, and we'll finally set like actual dates and shit. But 
Yeah, we want to do that. And then we want to actually be a part of your guys' tailgates. How about that? Oh, get in. You're, you're, you're all more welcome. You know, Johnny's usually the, the, the master. He's, he's the one. He's the MC setting it up. And then it's us jumping in there. And then whatever other groups want to jump in there. So we actually did a little non-broadcasted tailgate to uh, the Friday game uh, of the Cub Sox series the day before uh, your guys' Crosstown Wasted event. Uh, Loaf, we saw you at the park. Um, yes. That was that was quite the day. I'm actually surprised that Johnny had made it to uh, the next day after that. <laughs> so um, was I, Tony. <laughs> so was I. I was, I, I wanted, I was messaging I, with the guys. I'm like, I'm worried about Johnny. Because so, I, we were out late, and then I saw Periscope videos of you guys out even later, so I wasn't sure. Speaking of which, why were you so surprised? I mean, you were talking a lot of shit about how much you guys can drink. Yeah. I know, I, right? I, well, no, so I'm, I'm actually you, surprised. You started, well, Johnny, you started so, name-dropping me. I was like, I did. Right. I name-dropped you on the Daniel Polka thing. I didn't name-drop you about anything else. Um, there was actually a lost tape from that night. Um, <laughs> And I think it's – I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anthony Belchonis. I think you guys know who he is. Um, yeah, he's from yeah. the Northern Burbs, yeah, right? No, Northern so Burbs. He, he had said something about – you guys said you're going to Lockport. I think you mean Bridgeport. So after the game, uh, Loaf, after you left, we went over to Shenix. But then we did make it back all the way to Lockport. And we tore down a little place called Rocco's Pub. And it's Just funny, Tony. I'm gonna cut you off real quick. You thought that that Periscope didn't make the internet. It no, definitely it, did. It was on the internet for a little <laughs> bit, but it's not saved. Oh, I watched I, it. I, I watched I'm it sure all the way through. I'm sure you watched it. The tape is lost now, so we have no idea what we said during that. Maybe that's where I name dropped you. I'm not quite sure. Um, Us? No, no, Johnny. Oh, no, Johnny. Because you guys uh, both dropped our names and talked some little little bit of shit. We were really sad that you guys weren't there. I know well, it was Beefloaf's anniversary, but, you know. Yeah, like it, like it he was, was anniversary. anniversary. It was my anniversary, yeah. Yeah. I had to get home and not anniversary. Yeah, he didn't anniversary that night. And he probably didn't anniversary all weekend. But I did. What, we, we, what was funny on Saturday when we walked up to that tailgate – Johnny was like, oh, it was all Tony's idea to bring your guys' name in this. He wanted to talk shit. Like, I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. And, and we, we, we said to Johnny, that's fine. We're just going to kill Tony. Don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. No, actually, we said if that's fine. you don't hear from him anymore you know what? John is out of a podcast host, then don't, like, it wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just actually, I'm, I'm actually surprised that my buddy Jake had said in the first Periscope video, that he was going to show up to Crosstown Wasted with a case of beer for everybody. And the next morning, I get a text from Jake. He's like, I feel dead right now. Right. And something like that. And I go, hey, do you remember that last night when you told everybody that you were bringing a case of Coors Light? People are going to be pretty pissed off at you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's... Hashtag have a Coors Light with Jake Trojan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's... That's the thing, Tony, and, that, and I think that's what sets the uh, 108 aside from everybody else. We don't do this for one night. We don't do it for one every other night. We might go on a 10-day bender, a bender, or whatever. Or bender. Or bender. Bender, bender. 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 You can go on a bender with Joe Bender. You can do that. <laughs> I think we'll uh, bender with Joe Bender. That's why be a, you that see us as death warmed over in a hot tub trying well, to eat turkey <laughs> when we want to puke our brains out. 
but we don't because we're doing it for the fans, Tony. You got. We were there. The fans. We weren't. I, we actually were not there Friday because there's some bullshit three o'clock Wrigley Field bullshit shit. I was there, there Friday. Well, you were. I had a full strong weekend. Uh, Listen, yeah, you know? that's nap time for both the girls. But I can't. See, everyone, my sack summer's got a good point here. People will come out, they'll hit it hard one night, and then they'll think, "Oh yeah, I'm doing what the 108 guys do." You ain't doing what we do. No, we're out there almost every single night, and even on the weeknights, we're drinking. I mean, we're maybe we're we gotta we're drinking well, like going to drink. work drinking. School well, we night drinking. Six. Well, we about six. We, six. That's right. Sometimes yeah. we get six. Saturday drunk on a Tuesday. Occasionally, that I, I think you underestimate what Tuesday I'm doing night, over here. Shy Sox will force me force me to go to Shy Sox bar, and then we'll have to drink like three 19 ounce antiheroes before we go to bed. I, because I, they're because they, they they give they sell you the beer, and then they call last call 13 seconds after they sell you the beer. Yeah, so you so then you just gotta slam it. I think we're getting off topic. I think the, right, the right, main right. point of that. I think that's exactly the topic that we actually want to be on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you don't want to be on the topic I want to bring up because the the main point of that video, I think, what we all felt from watching that video is Tony was scared. John, Polka's gonna hit thirty-five fucking home runs. There we right? go. Oh. <laughs> lean into it and love it. All right. So you want in on this gentleman's bet, then, is what that sounds like. <laughs> wait, wait. Gentleman club bet? What are we, what are we A gentleman's bet. I would, I yes, I, I think the whole 108 would be on the side of Polka. Absolutely. In whatever bet you have. For next year? 35? 35? If, he, if he's starting every day. First not, half, right? We need caveats, though, to this, right? 35. <laughs> the There's half. not a good bet without caveats. <laughs> 35 home runs in the first half of the season? Yeah, I got Sosa's guy talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know who really is Sosa, according to that thing, is Corey Patterson. Corey Patterson is a big Sosa fan. Really? Yeah, because I watched that documentary they played after the Cubs game. Where they I had watched like half of it. I, I watched it and Corey I couldn't look at like, him. Oh, Chicago wouldn't be what they would be without, uh, you know, Sammy Sosa. Now, I, I, this was, eh. I was like, Corey, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm sorry I drove this off the rails again. Right off the rails again. So I apologize. <laughs> There's a the good name for the episode. Right off Corey the rails. Patterson. He's so, alive. Corey Patterson and Bruce Springsteen alive. Both, Both alive. Confirmed. Yes. But Corey Patterson lives in Miami and is potentially, potentially. Sammy Sosa's pool boy. <laughs> Sosa made 124 million in his career, and he invested in a lot of businesses. Apparently, so that's that's what I. He did not invest in wise clothing choices, but he invested in a lot of businesses and a lot of fedoras and a lot of light pink clothing and a and lot, lot of bleaching of the skin. John, you're 100 percent correct. If, if somebody was accusing me of being a little bit pinkish tint, I would not wear reds. I would not wear whites. I would not well, wear any of that shit. I actually, I actually want to give you guys a shout out because early this morning I woke up to kind of get ready for work. And I opened up Twitter as I always do when I wake up. And I was dying laughing because shout out Wally Money, Cash Considerations. He tweeted at, I think it was like White Sox Dave, talking about Sammy Sosa. And he was like referencing i don't know what old school song that is it came out probably before i was born so don't crucify me for it but where he's like the song where he's like i got a light-skinned chick looks like janet jackson and then he like brings it up again he's like i got a dark-skinned chick looks like janet jackson or michael jackson whatever song whatever song tony it is, on yeah. food would know what song it is all right it's a Kanye so, song it's michael jackson michael jackson that's what he said yes yes, yes, yes. okay <laughs> 
And Wally Money said, got a light-skinned chick looks like Sammy Sosa, got a dark-skinned chick looks like Sammy Sosa. I laughed for at least five fucking minutes after I saw that tweet when I woke up this morning. That shit was hilarious. I'm going to throw this out there. Wally was probably still drunk when he wrote that tweet at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so, so it was early. It was like 7, 6.30, something like that. So quick Wally Money story. Uh, he didn't Bullshit. see Uh-oh. me, but I was I was with my family going to the Tim Anderson bobblehead day, and I God. totally watched Wally Money do the one time through the line, get the bobbleheads, walk out the gate, come back in line, and get the second set of bobbleheads. My Sox Summer, I'm wondering, are those bobbleheads your bobbleheads now? They were, actually, because <laughs> that was my uh, – that was good job, Tony. That was that was the okay, day before my birthday. No, Inspector two days. Hazel, I'm so happy. Two, I'm so happy. That was two days before my birthday. I went to Pearl Jam that night, and I had extra tickets and gave them to Wally. And Wally is a good guy, and he goes through and does that. So you didn't see me walk out with the big IKEA-sized bag of uh, Hawk Solo bobbleheads there, Tony. Come on. No, I, I didn't see that. Uh, the the funny part of that story was my wife going. What kind of asshole goes through the line twice? <laughs> but because we're, we're there, games, we're there yeah. for my, we're there for my son to get his Tim Anderson bobblehead because Tim Anderson is like my son's idol, and she's sitting there, she's going, she's looking at this guy. I'm like, I know him, and she's looking at him. She goes, If I don't get a bobblehead for our for our son, this stays a waste. Like this asshole is sitting here going through the line twice. I just watched him. I'm like. Oh yeah, that's Wally right there. I, I I know who he's getting that bobblehead for. So I just wanted to confirm that that's that's who it was for. So let me ask you something. You, your kid wants to go to this. What? How early do you show up to a bobblehead game to get something that you want? Like, did you go up an hour early? Did you go up two hours early? What? Like, when did you show up? I don't remember that. I, I know that there was there was the plan of getting head. there. There was yeah, we did get the bottle. Yeah. Have has any have anybody here in this group ever made it to a White Sox game where you want something and not gotten it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What well, fucking kind of. game was that when we went against the Tigers? What was the giveaway? Because I didn't fucking get it. Barstool at the park. Did you ever go and not get the giveaway? Me and that was the that was the 1993 pennant, and you definitely got one because you gave it away as part of our contest to Dave. No, it was it was a different it was a different game then. Kopeck day. Was it? No, my sock summer. What was the game that I went and sat in the 108, and you guys gave me the ticket? Oh. You're really, you're really reaching. No, it was a Tigers game. It was against. You're reaching. Against, I can't remember. This is the boy. What year? It was. A, <laughs> it was. Was a, it a hat? Two thousand. No, dude, it wasn't a hat. What the fuck was it? Oh, it's gonna kill me. It oh, was shit. like. I know what you're talking because it was a. It was me and you that, both didn't get it. We walked in together and we were. Soft. It was the day that we got. Uh, Oh, we had a, we had a All tailgate. I heard in the background was flashlight. <laughs> 1970s, 1970s uh, names he found flashlight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's oh. very important Sorry, to I say that. We don't. I we don't was trying to be on air there. That's no. our next product. <laughs> Nobody wants a 2018. Were they giving away? Were they giving away Steve so Steve Stone uh, centerfold pictures? Uh, well, I'd show up early for that. <laughs> See, that's funny that you mentioned that because I usually have nothing for Steve Stone to sign. 
uh, at SoxFest. But this year, I'm going to have something to sign. So we're just going to leave it at that, and we'll see if it actually goes down or not. I will have Jim Bobbles or or Bobbles Jim and uh, Wally Money take video of me attempting. <laughs> you guys, to get what Steve you should do is you should do like a whole vlog of you guys at Soxfest. I don't know who's all going between you guys, but you guys that would make for great content. Listen, it's usually. Just I don't know if you're allowed to even fucking record there. To be honest. Oh yeah, no, you can you can record there. You can do whatever you want. You could drink hams in the hallway, as New Sox Order has shown. You, <laughs> you don't even have to ever drink hams in my life. You can. Oh. Do they serve alcohol at Saxfest? Yes. It's encouraged to bring your own, too. It's a hotel, for Christ's sake. You can walk around and drink. You don't have to wear shoes. It's great. It's good times. I'm actually... I'm actually... <laughs> no shoes. I'm, I'm looking into tickets for... You do have to wear pants, though. Live Shy Sox weekly recording from Saxfest. Of, of my Sox summer with no shoes. Well, hey... Camps. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Uh, SoxFest is kind of a working weekend for myself. Uh, I am going out and I'm getting a lot of autographs, getting in a lot of lines and doing a lot of bullshit. Um, it is not fun for the most part for me. Uh, I enjoy it, but it's not fun. But uh, usually we're going to have a – we'll do another Friday night get-together. Yeah, we'll do a post. For post SoxFest yeah, post party. party on Friday night. But Saturday night is is uh, I usually go to bed about seven thirty eight o'clock at night. <laughs> it's been a long day. If you go to Soxfest Saturday and you're like, oh, I want to go hang out afterwards, call these guys. Beef loaf and Teresa are in. Yeah, we're, we're in. in. We'll, we'll, we'll show up. We'll hang out. We'll All right, I'll come in. They do it at, is it is it still at McCormick Place? I went when I was really little. Oh, no. Jesus Christ, no. He said, Jesus Hilton, Christ, no. The downtown, the downtown Hilton. They had uh, they used to. For a long time, it was at the Palmer House, uh, Hilton downtown, and now they're at just the Chicago Hilton. Um, but the year that they had the All Star Game, was it not at McCormick Place? No, that I was the no All Star Fan Fest. John, were you there? Yeah, I went there. Oh, me too. I, I'm well, they used to have. I think they used to have Sox Fest at McCormick Place also. Yeah, it used to I be a one was... real big room, and they just had people in all these corners, and they just signed a bunch of shit. All but I know is thing... I met Frank Thomas, and then uh, later down the road, I ended up tweeting at him about underage drinking, and we touched on that earlier in Shy Sox Weekly. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> I went to the Home Run Derby that year. And, uh, I wish. And the it, Garrett Anderson won the Home Run won Derby. Won the Home Run Derby. Derby. Yeah, Garrett yeah. Anderson was a beast. How do we get Daniel Polka in the Home Run Derby, Derby next year? Of all time, Garrett Anderson will win it. We so it's me and uh, me and Ram, uh, who I talked about earlier. We we got up there, and all the ATMs in the entire Comiskey Park were empty. So we had to go to the the guest services and get two hundred dollars in Comiskey Cash. <laughs> so, so is Comiskey like, Cash still a thing? Yeah, it is. Hell yes, it, it is. is. And let me just tell you. That a, a baseball game is longer than a home run derby. And so <laughs> we're in the last round of the home run derby and they're calling last call. And we're like, oh, we're gonna need uh we're gonna need eighty dollars worth of beer here. And they're like, how many of you are there? And I was like, oh, there's like ten of us. It was me and him sitting all by ourselves in the upper deck. <laughs> they still gave it to us. We still drank every single one of them. I, it's amazing that I know that Garrett Anderson won that. Boys, boys, FYI, my sock summer is taking a bathroom break right now. 
Okay, Ooh. so that's that's funny that you bring that up. Possible it's masturbatory. After <laughs> it might be. Talking I can't. about the Nancy. I'm gonna let like, I'm gonna I'm let sure. each of you, except obviously my sock summer, guess how many bathroom breaks I've taken since we started this podcast. Go. Oh wow! Do you guys say three? Room? I'll say two. Two. What? What? I'm going three. I'll go two. I'm gonna go one. One. Okay. Uh, whoever said three, I think it was Beef Loaf. No, that was me. That was Tony. It was Tony. Yeah, I've actually pissed three times since we started recording. But the thing is, the thing is, you guys are so great at talking that I just mute the microphone and then unplug my headphones and then just listen to you guys talk while I piss. And, and then, like, there was one time where someone said my name and it was, like, right at the end of the piss. So I, like, ran back to <laughs> ran back to the microphone. And I was like, yeah. John, did you pinch it? Did you pinch it or no? No, no pinching. No pinching. <laughs> Just we let it flow. We let it flow. It was yeah, no, hundred percent pants at the ankles. Got back to got back to the microphone. Oh, man. When... So that that brings up a good point here. We talked about this a little bit earlier uh, on Twitter. John, how many bathroom breaks do you think you've had this year? Because I need to go back to the official score and get that get your stat corrected. Okay, so the most I've ever done on an episode of Shy Socks Weekly was, I believe, six. Unfriggin' believable. And that was like a two and a half hour recording. When I start drinking beer, I pee a lot, gentlemen. Okay, I want you to understand that. Apparently. I, it happens. Oh, wait. John, Evid- evidently. John, evidently. John, we're in the right building for the evidently. <laughs> Would you possibly say that you average? Three, three bathroom breaks per episode. Per episode. Um, bring you to I would say it's home. it's roughly around there. Twenty three, <laughs> yeah, sixty nine. You're right. Sixty nine. Fucking right. I probably have taken just about sixty nine bathroom, and that's why I'm not gonna piss for the rest of the season of Shy Sox Weekly, which is sadly winding down to an end. People. So here, here's a good question. For the 108 guys, what was your favorite moment of, of Shy Sox Weekly this season? And then maybe even White Sox baseball, if we could talk about that for like five more minutes. <clears throat> my my favorite, and this is Treasy, my favorite moment of Shy, knows Sox, who you are, Shy Sox Weekly. Sorry, I just woke up. They've heard you plenty. <laughs> my favorite moment of Shy Sox Weekly was when you guys said that Omar Narvaez could play first base. And I couldn't think of something that would make me sicker. <laughs> maybe a don cooper sex tape but that's about it i i remember listening to it and going they didn't just say that and i i rewound it because because i'm old and i think rewinding is a thing so i i rewound <laughs> it back to, to and listened again and i'm pretty sure one of you guys said that omar narvaez at first base could be a thing and and then i just i broke my phone in half who was our guest on that episode i Obviously, it was only know. like one or two episodes ago. Yeah, it was it was very recent because it was talking about which which players will stick and that sort of thing. I yeah. don't remember who it was, but but yeah, I'm, I'm still no, 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 no. Okay, sorry, I was grabbing a beer, my last beer of the night. Actually, I grabbed a six pack of Medal, and this is sadly the sixth one. But pussy. that was that. Yeah, I'm a pussy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if I told you? What if, what, if, what if I told you they were sixteen ounces? Just thinking about <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's not no. True. That was 
They're not. That's not true. There's twelve ounces. You gotta record so that, that was a. I hope. I hope it definitely makes the Shy Sox Weekly blooper episode. Which spoiler it's not alert, make will the become episode. It's going in this. There's. There's no editing going into this. Uh, Tony gave up. That. Tony gave up just like half the White Sox did, but or more than half. Is if you could take the picture, like the video of Beeflo from Detroit. Where it looks like he's going to vomit after drinking. Like, ooh. And then put the soundbite in of John just now. <laughs> I think That's we, magic. You guys I, win an Emmy immediately. Uh, so would, 108 would Tony finally get his ins to the 108, which I clearly will never get because you guys were full sweep across the board, just Tony guys, apparently? Yeah, you know what? So we talked about. You that think I don't watch the soap? You think I don't no, watch the soap? Right. But I'm but gonna call you out. Oh, oh, we talked about how handsome you are too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We, wait, wait, wait a second. When were they head. talking about me? You clearly. Okay, here, here was the hey, my rationale was the guy who could fit better with our group would be Tony because he knows all this technical stuff. People who are listening right now, Tony had to help us set up our fucking setup here. <laughs> we're halfway across the city from him. <laughs> He told us what to do to make sure we were all set up right. Is that right or wrong? It's totally that is right. Absolutely right. <laughs> and I, we're talking I'm about a soundboy guy over here. But I'm in a band, <laughs> and I got to figure out the microphone situation. Tony may or may not be Section 108's intern, and they'll never Pretty, tell. No, not intern. No, no, no you no, want no, an intern. No. Be full member, baby. No, yeah. So that's fine. So, uh, and John, I, I'll bring up something that's that I haven't talked to you guys about yet, and this is live on air. Uh, my wife and I are actually debating a partial season plan over by you guys. So yes, uh, Woo! do it. Come on in. Yes. Come on in. Because <laughs> it's piss. <laughs> so I so get back getting back to your question, Tony. I've got a handful of favorite moments from your uh, your first season out there doing the podcast. If you don't mind, can I uh, get out there and do talk it? About oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So uh, number one is Diesel of Hitman Heart. <laughs> number one is the time you had you had my sock summer come on for about twenty minutes, just call in, sort of like I did with the Billig episode, and you <laughs> asked him about Nick Madrigal, and he's like, I have no clue who that is. <laughs> yeah, that was. And all I could think was top five. It's he's totally being honest, and this is great for like a big White Sox ball. We have no whole. I'm honest with you. Teresa and I know who he is, but we also know nothing about him either. Right. So, like, it was a good answer for the whole group. I knew who he is. I knew that we drafted him. <laughs> I just had no idea on anything that he does. Yeah, no, you don't have a defense. Is he a lefty? Is he a righty? I don't know. I knew. Care? No, because we. I knew about seven seven at bats worth is what I knew. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Well, we didn't. We That's... didn't get the chance. We didn't get the chance. Well, we've got my sock summer on. How did you feel about the magical pick? Dude, like I am the least reliable source in the 108 to tell you about any type of a prospect. That's exactly why I'm asking you that question. I, I, dude, I don't know who the fuck that is. I mean, I really have no <laughs> idea. Like I heard it and then I was reading tweets and everyone. Well, if you turn on ESPN right now, you can watch them for like the next yeah. five minutes. That that draft preview up or that draft recap episode was great. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Shit. Yes, because they they went in. They played the playoffs, right? They were playing the playoffs, and I called in and talked to. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, it was literally the during team, the game. The molester guy. Yeah, he's on the child rapist team. Yeah, the yeah, child rapist guy. Yes, yes. Right. Is he probably going to go to be Oregon a... Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State. He wants to be a justice, too, on the Supreme Court, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He oh, ended up, like, signing <laughs> with an independent baseball league team and then, like, getting cut because he was, like, a child predator. And it's like, dude... How the fuck did you not know that before? I don't know. That's something yeah, that that's crazy. They knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they knew. They don't give a shit. Okay, so, so my number two, number two moment was, um, and I've got three. My number two moment oh, is Jesus Christ, I'm gonna get another beer. Is when when you guys had Clinton call on and you guys just talked about pizza for like a half hour, frozen pizza and uh, all the varietals and things that you would treatments that you would provide to frozen pizza. I think a we've lot been, of we've been trying really sponsors. hard to get the DiGiorno sponsorship, and it hasn't gone. So, it hasn't gone well so far. You, you got to go for Jacks. You got to go yes. for Jacks. I think I think a lot of White Sox podcasts get a little too deep in the weeds on some stuff. Like they get real deep in the weeds on the prospects. Who cares about that shit? The stuff that people care about is like, what are you eating? What are you drinking? All that stuff. And you guys got yeah. way in there. I love that. And then the the third one that I really enjoyed, which I didn't entirely agree with, but I sort of agreed with. Was John when you went on your rant about everyone uh, sort of just uh, sucking the think, brewer's dick? Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> cub. Like I, 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 I feel you there. I mean, I it's mildly entertaining, but I sort of think to myself, I'm not doing that. That's not something we would do. Like, yeah, it was just my it was just like nuts for a minute because he's very pissed about that. All really? about, uh, all the uh, the trolling, the, the, the all people, the, all the flat, all the false flagging, Brewers and Rockies fans all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, oh, so you're on my side. I thought you were going to say you're. Pissed oh, about no, no, no. He's I think you're saying you're pissed side. about the rant. Okay. <clears throat> Listen, we're all White Sox fans, right? You don't need to go and cheer for another team just to fuck the Cubs over, you know that. And that I think that's the biggest thing, because like once the Cubs have lost, you think all these guys that were cheering for the Rockies are cheering for the Rockies throughout the playoffs. Hell no. They probably switched over to the Yankees or like tonight because the Yankees just won. So I, I just it, gets, it, it infuriates me because it just perpetrates the same hate bullshit between the Cubs and Sox. I mean, a little bit of hate is fine, but like you don't need to start cheering for random teams. And I think it, it definitely acting like you're a day one fan. Like, yeah, it takes right. away from you being a diehard fan. I'm going to go out on a big limb. Right here and say I agree with Gabe, Gabe Gabriel uh, Bears Town Socks, one six or whatever the fuck. He him, <laughs> him coming out and calling people out and saying you're not a Sox fan because you're wearing your Rockies bullshit. Like I'm gonna go ahead and agree with. I don't fully agree with him, but like I I, I sensed a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, uneasiness when we brought up Shy Sox Mike earlier. But, like, him changing his name to Dodgers fan – or not Dodgers, Rockies fan Mike, it, yeah. it kind of, like – I don't know. It just bums me out. It's like, I feel like we've built something, like, on, on White Sox Twitter that's better than just being Cubs haters. And we, we, can, we can appreciate stuff within our own team and let's promote things that are there, especially within our little group. You know, you guys are part of that group. You're small, but you're you're part of that group. And uh, I'm kidding. That was a kid. That was a joke. It was a joke. All righty then. <laughs> so, so, I'm, so, no, no. Call us out. 
you call us out on Friday night and don't show up on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you get literally. You get like, right, I would have got... high-fived you right before I kicked you in the nuts on Saturday. It would have been no, fine. So, but right, no, cut, I, I, just, I with... just feel that we're better than that. We, we don't need to be the uh, the White Sox hate on the Cubs guys. Although, I will say this, my Cubs, my Cubes hate uh, tweet last night did incredibly well. And I did not uh, all right, think it was going to do as well as it did. The only reason I tweeted, uh, I, I tweeted... Cubs or Cubes lose, Bridgeport fires off fireworks. Hashtag 108 and hashtag Southside. And there was like 69 retweets and like 398 nice. likes or some Very shit. Specific. And I'm like, the only reason I did that is because I was sitting on my, my chair and I got the shit scared out of me because there was fucking fireworks <laughs> going off behind me. Because I'm, But I did not expect that to go as big. I just think that we're a lot better than just this, this belt, like little brother, big brother bullshit. Like we got, we got things going. We got things in the oven. They ain't done yet. And they ain't going to be done for like two, three years. But we got things happening. We got things to look forward to. And it's more than just like, let's just hate on the fucking Cubs. I don't want to do that anymore. I was rooting I, against Cubs last night. I was as well. So that's them? another thing that I wanted to bring up. It was like, it's like my argument was more so, I mean, when the Cubs are in the playoffs, I, I will, I'm not going to go out of my way. Like I said earlier, I didn't watch most of that Rockies-Cubs game. I only watched like innings eight through whatever the fuck it finished at. I think 13 or 14. 13. Yeah, 48. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even remember, to be honest. It might have even been 12. Who fucking knows? But it was 13. It was 13, yeah. Okay, so Beef's I enough. only watch, uh, like, I mean, and I like watching playoff baseball, period. Like, I always adopt a team. You had brought that up earlier. My team was the Athletics. Fuck you. They're already out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I was so hyped about the Athletic train and just John, I'm with you. I wanted I was, like an Edwin Jackson World Series start. Like I am so <laughs> with the Edwin and like and my and then fucking uh, Cordero comes in to finish it. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, you can't. You cannot write a movie with a better. And, well, and speaking, speaking of, of movies, movies, Tony. Yeah. We'd have we'd have Brad Pitt and uh, the fat guy Jonah Hill like singing in the audience. They'd be like, "Oh, here's the here's the Athletics in the World Series, and here's two guys that were in Moneyball playing Billy Bean and the we fat kid." Moneyball. How about if it was the Athletics Red Sox ALCS? The Red Sox win. Little fever pitch action. What do you say, Listen, my son? Okay, hey, <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna throw this out here, and this is totally fucking legit. I bet you watched night, it. The you other watched. night. The other night. Beef Loaf is like hanging out somewhere and he's texting me. I think my lady's gone. She's at a country concert or something. I got both girls at home. I'm like, hey, do you want to come over and drink some beers? He's like, absolutely. Uh, Treasy is the same way. He's like, come over. He's, he's going to come over and we're going to have some drinks. So we, we, we split some good uh, split some good beers. But I literally looked for Fever Pitch. We were going to watch it and live tweet it. But I was not paying whatever the fuck Xfinity wanted to charge me for it, which was like fourteen or fifteen dollars. Yeah, like, like, oh, Amazon it's ridiculous Prime. the it's kind free. of money. It's free like, on Amazon I Prime. All right. I, can, I could probably pick it up at a fucking thrift store for a dollar. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably do that because I just got a DVD slash. Uh, so, so John's VHS. got it on Laserdisc. Okay, so he'll bring it over. I do. Yeah, if I can Laser find disc. a Laserdisc oh, at a thrift it? store. I can't wait. Have it when you flip it. The it's a little glitchy. On the on the second <laughs> half, it's a little. It's, you guys, you, like fuckers, movies, you fuckers, think I'm young, but I know about Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> but see, there was two. There was two types of Laserdisc. 
There was ones that came in that big plastic case that it would pop out into your player and play that way. And then the second iteration of LaserDisc was just like a big fucking CD that was like, whatever. Don't try to one us. No, I'm serious. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just remembering all this shit. You got Golden Girls seasons one through eight on No, listen. Don't don't kill us. I came home I came home from school, grade school one day in this guy's house, John. His name was John Capes, I think his name was. So anyway, he was like, my dad always rents these movies that have titties in it. Sounds well right. Yeah. <laughs> but the old was going. vacation rental was it vacation rental with John Candy or was it summer summer rental? Yes, summer rental. That was the only one. So we saw like two really worried twenty-two seconds of titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there was nothing. That was we didn't go past that. All right. Good. Also, twenty-two seconds of titties Let's... is one of those CDs that Tony has on his shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry again, guys. <laughs> I can't drink a six pack of anti hero and be held accountable for what I say, so I just want to apologize too. <laughs> like, so, uh, Fuck, we're gonna have to edit out. I've just, I've just been waiting for the opportunity to to talk about what my sock summer had brought up. Yes. What? So a few things. Number one, the Cubs hating stuff. I grew up in a family that was split with my cousins. Cubs fans, Sox fans. My brothers and I are all Sox fans. We've got cousins, uncles, what have you. Cubs fans. Yep. It had been a childhood rivalry between us. So hating the Cubs was always a thing for me. And when John brought up the whole, you know, shy Sox fan Mike changing his name, uh, there's a few other people out there that, that, that did it too to, to troll the Cubs. It kind of made me think a little bit about my Dave past thing. actions. He's not be offended. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, White Sox Dave's not the only one. There, there was a lot of people. There's a ton of people because it's easy. It is easy. And, and you did bring up the fact that you tweeted something about, oh, the Cubs lose. I got like – And it goes bonkers. I got like 100-something likes on a tweet about, you know, you hate to see the other teams – there are two visiting teams celebrate on the field. That's probably one of the best – like well-recepted tweets I've sent all year. Yep. And I think I texted was, John it about funny, it earlier though, today. Funny. I go, it's it's really sad that I can tweet something intelligible about the White Sox and get like five likes on it. And then I go and tweet something, you know, derogatory towards the Cubs and I get, you know, a hundred something likes and a bunch of retweets and all the other shit. That's, that is kind of sad to me. I hate the Tony. Cubs more than anybody else. Probably Tony, on this podcast. Like, this season's Go ahead. Been sad to me. We're 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 not going to like uh, disagree with you at all. And I think collectively as a group in the 108, the things that we put time and effort into to write a blog about usually do not have the performance numbers that we think they're going to have. We, we we think something through, we think something is smart, and we're like, oh, people are going to love this, and it doesn't do really well. And before this last tweet that I did about the fireworks in Bridgeport and the Cubes losing, my our best tweet from the 108 account, well, I don't know if that's true anymore, but like one of our biggest first tweets was, the Sox had won, and I wrote, Robin's going to take the whole team to DQ because they just got a win. Okay, it was the stupidest, most throwaway thing that I've ever tweeted from the one-way account, and it did gangbusters. That's fucking hilarious. 
Well, I mean, it, you know, okay. All right, John, it's fucking funny. I understand. All right, it is funny. it's funny, <laughs> but it, but it's still, but it's, but it's not something that you would think that other Sox fans are going to gravitate towards. It's not but the you know type what? of tweet you'd bring home to mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I'm stoked. Mom brought like two cases of Twinkies for all the fellas. <laughs> for yeah. the fellas, yay! Because she got drunk at the fucking local bar and then came to the game. She was late, but you know what? Hey, I got Twinkies. But uh, no, I I just think, and I think that you're you're a hundred percent on, and that and that's what we're talking about. We're better than some of the stuff that like gets, you know, a lot of props. And it's easy to go and make fun of the Cubs or rip, ridicule the Cubs, like you know, like Rizzo giving kids cancer and shit. Like that's funny, <laughs> Jesus but Christ, you know, I mean, it's easy. <laughs> You know Rizzo had cancer. <laughs> I know, no, I know. Oh, like, I, I'm yelling shit. at myself. Summer. I'm yelling at myself. Summer. All the more. Oh, okay, okay. Gives kids cancer because he had it. It was dangerous. He, he got rid of it and gave it to a kid. Oh my god. <laughs> we do know how cancer works, right? <laughs> pretty sure that's how it works, Tony. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, my sock summer is right. The the Cubs hate tweets. Are the playing the hits of White Sox Twitter? Yes. If you want to yeah. get hundred likes on something, yeah. Cubs hate, and you'll fucking bang it out. It's, no problem. You know what it is? It's the cover band of Twitter. <laughs> it is the cover band. Of the cover cover band, band of Twitter. I was gonna say the Tootsie Roll no, of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, Everyone's gonna get up band. and dance it's to that shit. The cover band of Twitter. Play cover. someone else's best tune. Yeah, that's right. And that's what it is. Now hold on. Right. Now Cubs do it too. Cubs fans do it too. They, they do too. They, they have that retired. They have that that fucking broken record. It's like, well, no one goes and sees your games. Or yeah, that, or the nice shit about that. Or like, the nice fight that I had with Dom Frederick or whatever the fuck his name is, where he was talking about how their tickets Dom sell. Frederick, or, that dude sucks. Dude. He does suck. <laughs> and it's funny because like he's supposed to be like some OG Stooley guy. Like he, his name used to be Stool Frederick. Like I actually used to follow him because he used to actually tweet funny shit. But now he's just like, he sucks. He actually actually fucking sucks. No, we we talked. So I talked to Dave about him on the at our Saturday tailgate that you guys didn't show up to, and uh, <laughs> all right. They, so they had, here we go. Hang on, some, hang on, hang on. One second. Are we allowed to defend ourselves? You brought up a lot of stuff during during your defend ourselves. Yeah. So give me give me a give me a second. You brought up a few <laughs> things. Number one, you brought up that I wasn't there on Saturday. I knew that I was not going to be there on Saturday because I had booked the babysitter for Friday night when I had bought the tickets weeks in advance. And after I had bought the tickets, you guys announced a tailgate the day after. So I already was not going to be there on Saturday no matter what. No matter how effed up I had gotten that night, I knew that I was not going to be able to slide two nights in a row. So that's why. strong showing on Friday night, buddy. You you had a strong showing on Friday night. I had a very strong showing on Friday night. Yeah, you did. Maybe too strong. (laughs) <laughs> not, no, there's nothing. Excuses are kind of like assholes, you know. Well, I mean, you weren't there because your kids were napping. Um, That's true. I mean, I can't leave the kids at home, especially I when leave, I had like I little squirrel quitters the wall. Father of the year. So yeah, no, I'm not trying year. to be that. I just want to make sure my kids don't get on a pole later. Oh <laughs> fucking word. <laughs> okay. So. So Shy if the kids are an excuse for everybody. you not showing up on Friday night, you can you could throw you could throw whatever you want at me because I had the same I had the same thing going on the next day. Number two, I feel you. you brought up the not wear you know people wearing their Rocky shirts and and and, and whatnot. Um, right. I, I actually went to 
Coors Field in 2007, and I watched the Rockies beat the Cubs um, with my uncle, who is a Cubs fan. And that's where I developed my, my Rockies fandom. If I had to pick an NL team, it would actually be the Rockies. Yesterday, I wore my Rockies sweatshirt. Um, I'm a big Matt Holiday guy. Uh, just thought he, he was, was a back. very good... Still on the team. He, yep. he launched a double in that game. He's back now. Um, I actually enjoy watching the Rockies play. So for me, like if I had to pick an NL team, it would be the Rockies. So I am rooting for the Rockies in the playoffs. Uh, that 2007 team was fantastic. Uh, I've got a, uh, a, a playoff shirt from from the Rockies 2007 uh, run uh, that didn't end so well. But there are people out there that do have multiple teams that they kind of do follow. So oh, yeah. I get that, oh, yeah. but I mean, there's there's also a difference. Hey, there's a Tony, difference between there's a difference between people changing their name for one day and other people who have. Right. You know, exactly. a memory or something exactly. where they actually experienced something and, and, and were part of something that they can root for them. So it, it actually – it was very conflicting for me to hear people like John go and talk about, you know, we can't be doing this, that, the other thing. And then me actually having a rooting interest for the Rockies. I, I, I just wanted to say my piece on that. I um, think those are two different things. They are two different things. I was going to say, fight like, yourself. Everyone has an has a National League team. They may have another AL team. Well, like we we historically have said that it, for years that the Astros are the side chick of the one away. Yes, you know. And then in the National League, I think we all like different teams. I unfortunately have tied myself to the Mets. Which is <laughs> I, I've been a Marlins guy since I was a young Mets guy, and I was like, I'll oh, over with the Mets alongside with him, the, the, center, the center. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was more about cocaine use. And so, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah no, that's, it was, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's it's, but really, like I, you know, I've I've become like, oh, I've watched the Mets, and their pitching's great, but that was exciting, and then like they're pitching all like, their arms fell off, which is bad. Um, but yeah, no, I get that part. I, I think I'm with my sex summer on this, in the scenario of like, don't just pick a team for today and just go, I'm, I'm with this team today because because they're playing a team that I don't like. Right. That's just, that's ridiculous. Just, just admit you don't like that fucking team and say, I'm rooting against this team. And it's not, and it's not even that you don't like the team because Honestly, watching the the Cubs in 2016 was not the worst baseball I've ever watched. No, it was a they were a very good team, like, and they were not as good as the 2005 White Sox, clearly. Of course not. But they were they were fun to watch because they were they they played. I didn't like all the mojo bullshit and all of the uh, the the playups by the media. Oh, because it's the Cubs, we got to suck their dick. But. I, I thought they were they were a good baseball team and played good. It's the fans that I don't particularly care for. And it was that it was the Saturday night. I was waiting. Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday night. I was waiting for food and I was getting shit on or not shit on. But this guy was talking a lot of shit in line with us. And, and when I was waiting for a brat and a pretzel because I was hungry as fuck. Because we didn't eat any like at Saturday at all. Yeah, the tailgate had no food. Yeah, there was no. Well, well there was guy, food. There was food. Brought some Dave, chips, Dave brought chips. And then uh, someone then brought sandwiches. Not White Sox, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miss Sox 12. Uh, she brought the sandwiches. She bought some sandwiches. And we did not eat those. No, no, we left those to the everybody else. But uh, I, this guy was like, well, you know, when we're in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. And I looked over and this guy's wearing this 
he's wearing a jersey, and I, I don't recognize the jersey, like, front on. And then I look at the back. He's wearing a Mark Pryor jersey, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, I, and I said to myself, like, this guy's trying to talk shit on the south side, which is fine. We were getting our asses handed to us at that point in Saturday anyway. But he's wearing a Mark Pryor jersey. He hasn't updated to at least an Addison Russell by now. And he's, <laughs> and he's fucking giving me shit, you know, and it's like, you know, this 2018, I don't think I wore a player. I wore a couple player jerseys at the games, but mostly one away shit. But it's just like, good God. Like, I'm not still wearing a fucking, uh, oh, fuck. See, now his name is fucking escapes. A Dank's jersey. <laughs> uh, Carlos. Uh, Quentin, Quentin. Quentin. I'm not wearing Quentin. a Beckham jersey. Well, Beckham. <laughs> Listen. I pulled up with a buddy that wore a Carlos Quentin jersey to the Barcelona at the Park tailgate. Hell yeah. But that's only because his name's Quentin. So he owes that jersey. Club. I just, I just, you and know, that's my, that's my guy. Shout out Q-Tip. Nah, so I mean, I don't want to keep ragging on all this other crap, but it's just like, you know, we're, you, you probably don't hate the team as much as you hate the fans and the asshole fans. They have good fans too, because we had some good fans that sat in front of us in the 108 for both those games, yep. and they were fun. And you know, we played it, but it wasn't a what I was used to. Um, in the Cub Sox series, is we haven't been in a long time. I, we we usually sell our tickets for those series because you can make some good money on them um, and go watch it at a bar. We went down to Indiana one time and hang out with the Northwest Indiana guys, yeah. but like it, it, it was not just the Cub suck chance and then the suck suck chance and like it was different. It was like people were cool, and I, I'm actually a proponent of putting them in our division and we play them 16 times a year, so then we don't have to worry about that shit. We're actually winding down here, guys. I don't know if Tony's going to edit this out, but we're closing <laughs> in on about two hours of recording here. <laughs> and I'm actually a little sad. I'm actually a little sad because... Well, we never got we record. never got Cherizzi's favorite moments of Shy Sox Weekly. One, yeah. we never got that. We never oh, got I that. Gave it. Two, he gave I his. Was the first one. Yeah, that's true. He was first. Summer didn't I'm the one that didn't mm. give you any favorite moments. Okay. It's mostly so, just us being on your podcast. That's like the, the first time and the second time. Those are my favorite moments. <laughs> to make it right. real quick and easy. I'll Listen, you guys are doing God's work, okay? You're getting big names just like Beeflo said everything I was going to say, uh, basically. But uh, you guys are getting big names, and you're bringing them in, and you're bringing them into your zone. And, you know, you owe us a little bit because we came in, and we fucked that shit pretty hard. And then everybody else is our sloppy seconds afterwards. But we except for we Harry Tywitz. Listen, you guys had the balls to come up to us and actually talk to us in their section. There's plenty of people that sit in 107 and then like take these aerial selfies of us just shooting there. And I look like totally fat, and so does Beef Love. Chris, right, Chris just looks old and dead. But it's it's, it's, it's like me. I am. So, <laughs> but no, you guys, so you guys glad. at least balled out and said, "Hey, you know what? You want to come on our podcast?" And we were drunk, and we said, "Fuck yeah, let's do it!" And we did it. And we had a great time, and we at least, if we did one thing for you guys, at least we let you get to guys get to swear all the time now. So that's totally yeah. fine. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and we're. I'm gonna go so pull a John and take a piss right now. So hold on a minute. Yes. That's his All second right. one on the night. So I've there got another is question. no holding on. There is no holding on. Hold I've got. On. I've got another um, question uh, for them. I've got okay. another question for them. If okay. if you guys had to pick a guest for Shy Sox Weekly season two, who do you guys want to hear on Shy Sox Weekly? 
Oh, okay. Oh, man. That's a, that's They're just going to be like, oh, we want to hear Daniel Palka with Shy Sox Shonda and be like, yeah, I'm going to hit 35 home runs. You're going to owe a lot of people money. So no, but I, I, I want to know who they think would be an entertaining guest for Shy Sox Weekly, and then they can help us go get that guest. Or we can go get them ourselves. We Either haven't work. failed so far. So You know what? I think I think I have a couple. I think I, I think I have two people. Yeah, make One our guest list big... for next year. One's a big fish. One one is a guy who I I know would come on the show, and and if you wanted to get really baseball-y, he would he would be terrific. Um, so the the big fish would be uh, Right Sox Tom Fornelli. I could okay. ease. Okay, so we've actually already tried to bark down that road, and he unfollowed me <laughs> when I did. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that's gonna be a tough one for you that's to get. a tough so, one yeah that's a tough guy that's a tough guy so that's <laughs> a no but <laughs> maybe he still follows me did you guys see did you guys see uh me call him out for i don't know i definitely tweeted at him because he followed me and i i tweeted at him after like a couple weeks of him following me and i was like hey i saw you followed the podcast it would be awesome if you came on sometime literally that bland that fucking simple I look back the next day, it just went from follows you to a normal ass account. And I was like, oh, all right. So I like tweeted out like at right socks. What the fuck's up? <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck I tweeted. It wasn't that it wasn't that direct, honestly. It was somebody it was pretty else, direct. Somebody else tweeted something at right socks and I was like, I would uh I'd let you know, but he unfollowed me. Or some shit like that. <laughs> okay, so you're probably not going to have him on, so let's just move on with the next one. So the next guy that I would I would think about getting on, I don't know if you guys know this guy or not, um, uh, is our buddy Steve, who is on on Twitter. His uh, his name is Development Isn't Linear, and uh, it, it is it's like at shysox twenty seven twenty seven or something yeah, like so that. I don't I don't oh. think he follows us. I follow him. I'm I'm actually a big fan. Of Steve, he's doing something for Loop Sports now, isn't he? He yeah. does. He, yes. he does some writing for Loop Sports. I was actually hanging out with him last night, and he's just like he's fun, and then he also knows a ton about baseball. He loves Seinfeld too. So if you want to go down the Seinfeld and path, like he that, has that's no a good problem. Giving an opinion, absolutely got, no. He's smart, and he and he's uh, and he wants to talk. He likes to talk, and so he's he's really good. He's got some good stories too. Just so you know, like you can definitely go down that rabbit hole rather than the Seinfeld rabbit hole. There's no question. You You can can go a lot of different directions. Talk a lot about some females. All right. So not only are we definitely going to definitely tap into that market, double definitely, but I think the reason that Fernelli unfollowed me was it was literally like right around that time that I went and reported for that Northwestern game, and he's he's a noted noted Illinois guy. And once he found out I was like a Northwestern guy, I think that's when he was like, "Yeah, fuck this dude." Yeah, go go cats, Tom. Some guys I'd like to see you guys interview. I I would love to see, and I think he he would probably do it. Is is Lawrence Holmes? I'd like to see an interview with Lawrence. Actually, I'm actually. I mean, I mean, we're working on that one. Herb and I aren't like boys, boys, but like, I mean, we talk not like semi regularly, but like, I have his number. I could easily call him and be like, "Hey, you want to definitely tell Lawrence to hop on the show?" Because Lawrence is a noted Cubs like analyst, analyst type guy, like reporter, but he's more so White Sox fan. He's he's the Sox season ticket holder. Yeah, holds season tickets, and Herb actually like kind of dropped it like 
subtly, if you go back to the very first time that Herb Lawrence was ever on Shy Sox Weekly, it was the second. It was the second time. Was it the second time? I thought it was. It the was first. the second time he did the Herb uncut, and he retweeted our stuff. So I, no, I, I think no, he no. listened. But the very first, the very first. No, I'm not talking about. I was that. on that show. I don't care about Twitter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying the very first time he was ever on Shy Sox Weekly, he let us know where Lauren's home season tickets were. If you go back and listen oh, to yeah. that episode, he subtly then, let you all know the exact the guy, second. The other guy I think that would be great, but. I don't think his English is fantastic, and I'm not quite sure how to get in touch with him. Sammy Sosa. But you got to get Juan Uribe on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if we Okay, so first of all, Redline Radio was a noted Chicago baseball podcast prior to them transitioning into Chicago sports, so to say. I know Dave is 100% like the biggest Juan Uribe fan ever. If we could get Juan Uribe on our podcast... I know Dave would be pissed because I'm sure he's probably tried. I don't know. I don't know how who's I don't know who's tried to get a Juan Uribe on the show. You have to because, Tony, Tony, because I'm looking into the, the language barrier is a little bit difficult because he doesn't speak great English. You know, I swear he has to have a business inquiry somewhere, and I am going to contact them. We have plenty months and Juan Uribe. Here, let me let me throw this out. Let me throw can, this out. Maybe can Juan Uribe's cup okay. help us out with that one? <laughs> Wait, which one of you guys just said you need to get one your eBay? I, think I wasn't even really it. I think you bridge it by going. Bridge it. We're gonna get uh, Ozzy Gian Jr. And then for the next episode, Ozzy Gian Jr. is gonna translate for one your eBay. He was literally supposed to be like our second guest ever. He still follows me on Twitter. I still follow him. We haven't really talked since the beginning of the year. When I went on Sean and Maya the very first time, he was the, like the Sox guy the day before. And he followed me on Twitter, and I was like, holy shit, did Ozzy Gian's kid really just follow me on Twitter? I was, like, so shook. I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, so I talked to him a little bit about coming on Shy Sox Weekly, and he's not really a late-night guy, so he it didn't really work out with us trying to slot him in for a guest spot. Um, but if Tony and I, I mean, we have, like, so, okay, Tony and I are doing a lot. From now until the White Sox take a first pitch in Kauffman Stadium next March, we are trying to not only be able to record our podcast side by side every single time that we record, we're trying to set a date, maybe like a Wednesday, Tuesday, where we can record later afternoon where we're not going to have a struggle with getting guests on because we feel like while we did provide you with a lot of the coverage that we wanted to provide every single person this year, we lacked on a lot of guests that we could have gotten because of scheduling issues. And we're going to work on that for you guys, I promise you. But that was just something that I kind of wanted to slip in there because that was something that was kind of bothering me with the way that we – I mean, I'm so glad with how everything turned out. You guys have brought it up earlier from zero to almost 700 in one baseball season of 62 and 100. That is that is a super victory in my fucking mind. So That's yeah, huge. It's, it's big. That's no big time. That's big time. So we are going to try – I mean, Tony and I – medium time. No, almost big time. But, I mean, so Tony and I are going to meet – soon he's got a lot going on with four feathers now and doing his whole blackhawks thing and it's funny because i voted in that guy's uh in your guys poll that you ran earlier i do not watch hockey as well i'm not a hockey guy so <laughs> so, so tony got a little 
Tony, yeah, exactly. I'm I know nothing out. about what's going on. I don't get so it. So let me let me just throw this out, John. So does this mean when we go to a hockey game, when we're gonna go do hockey with with Tony, all all of us are together. You and then the three one oh eight guys, we're gonna be at that bar like in the upper level. Yes. The we're, SRO. We're not gonna be watching shit. We're gonna hear the dun 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 we're, oh shit, they scored. Yeah, all right. Way to go, Taves. Even though it looks like toes. Good, good job, go stick team. guy. Huh? Go team. Oh, I know. No, I didn't tell them who they <laughs> you gotta, should you gotta give them somebody, right? Well, they didn't oh, ask yeah. me. Well, they they the I, I definitely think you guys should have on new socks order. These oh, guys, oh, yeah. these guys are they are totally against press, and they are totally against promoting their brand, and they're totally against making shirts that would sell a million fucking shirts because they're afraid of copyright. Oh, the man! Fucking hilarious. But they're also really great guys, and they have like about every aspect of Sox fans in them. Yeah, but no, New Sox already <laughs> got you got Colin. Who's a big guy that likes to can shotgun the shit out of anything? He'll eat like a million hot dogs, and too. he does he'll, that he'll too. Crush Sierra Santos in the hot dog yes, competition, which yes. he did. Yep, he put more wieners in his mouth than Sierra Santos, if that's even possible. <laughs> and then you got you got Kier, who is all around, like he, he he's a he's a White Sox employee. Goes and sells a split. He does a lot of good things for the Sox. And then you have Zach. Who is just this really quiet little cute guy that wears a freaking jean jacket all the time? He's so, fucked up. He is a great guy and he loves he's 90s, early 2000 porn. And he's really good <laughs> in school in that, in that aspect of the game. So he's going to fucking hate that I said that. But it's true because that was what that's how we became good friends with those guys. We talked early, two, or I talked early 2000 porn stars that we've met. So yeah, right, you should have so those guys on because they're the shit. Not only are we going to tap into that market, before we kind of close out here, which we're getting pretty close to doing, because I know Tony has to record his fucking Blackhawks podcast. Fuck tonight. that shit. They already, they, already, uh, they already started without me. They, are, they, probably, <laughs> they probably fucking ended it without you. Damn it. No. Oh, I hey, want to ask you guys. This, this is so shy. Sex I want to ask you guys really quick. Before, I don't have any. All right. So I wanted to ask you guys about the guy that you retweet a lot. I think his name is like C. Maris or Mar- Marses or I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh, that guy with no shirt? The no shirt. The no shirt guy. No shirt Chris. So we want to give him a little bit of love because I see his tweets regularly. I don't know what his deal is. It's funny half the time. Some of the times I'm like, okay, buddy. But like, all right. So first of all, how do you, what, like, is he an OG 108er? Like, can we get a little background on this guy? Because he literally, every single Sox game that he goes to, tweets a picture of himself with like his Carlos Ferdinand type jersey. How do we meet that guy? Chris is friends with uh, one of the, Early 108 um, followers, followers yeah. groupie, um, Dirty72. <laughs> oh, right? shit. 72? Yeah, I know it's Dirty MF, Dirty, Dirty MF. Anyhow. So, all right, she's going to hate me for this. But this you not, know who we're talking about, John. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know her, I don't know her so real this name. Cat, this cat has, like, every hat that the Sox have ever put out. Yeah, yeah he has, like, monster two, collection. He has, like, 200 and some hats. 
Like I told him, like, hey, I got this crazy hat, man. Check this out. And I showed him a picture of it. It's kind of all gnarled. Uh, My Sock Summer got it for me on eBay. And he's like, oh, I got the brand new version of that. Show me a picture. I was like, God damn. How the fuck do you have that? That shit came. It was a giveaway in, like, 1986. He's got, like, the pristine version of it. It's it's fucking unreal. The guy, he, put, he put some money into his hat collection. What does that guy do for work? Um, construction I guy. He posted a picture of himself with a construction vest he, with nothing he, under it, like he does at the White Sox. Is it a bakery? He's like the only other guy that's up on White Sox Twitter at like three in the morning when I'm up. Yeah, he's like a swing shift guy. Yeah, and he watches a lot of like TV series because he always be like, "Oh, I'm watching uh, what the fuck that guy is Matt Lock." Yeah, man, like season three, episode two. He's like, SG1. (laughs) If Clinton Cole is is listening to this right now, if Clinton Cole's listening to this, why have you not live tweeted The Office? Yeah, really. He claimed he was going to do that. All right, so John is taking another bathroom break right now. I know we abruptly cut that. John is, John's taking another bathroom break. He said he wasn't going to, but we've gone a little bit later than we thought we were. Uh, we're winding down this season of Shy Sox Weekly. Uh, Beefloaf, I know you prepared a lot of notes for this, uh, and you, you prepared hard and, and wanted to talk a lot of White Sox baseball. Let's Let's close this season out with what do you think the White Sox should do to correct – what happened this year? What kind of path do you think that the Sox should be on? I'll, I'll leave it to you, Low, first, and then uh, we'll get my Sox Summers take on on baseball stuff, and then we'll close it out with Cherizi and the CLTV style rant. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So uh, I, we'll go ten thousand uh, foot view. I think a lot of people are looking a little too much on the lineup. And we do need to improve the lineup. There are some spots there which need improving, and and you, and I would like them to spend a bunch of money on a on a high uh, high value free agent. Uh, Manny Machado would be perfect, but it could be other people. But really, where the White Sox could improve is on the run prevention side. So I took a look on Baseball Reference and I looked at the uh, Red Sox B WAR for their uh, their offense and their and their pitching side. So I looked at their offense first. And they were like 29.2 wins above replacement for their uh, position players. And the White Sox are, were at 12.7 on baseball reference. So not too bad. You get Eloy in there. You get a little yawn growth. You add a free agent or two, expensive or not. Pretty much you're going to be – you're not going to be all the way up there, but you're going to be above average. You're going to be a decent team. Then I looked on the pitching side. <laughs> the Red Sox had 29.8 uh, B war. The White Sox had 4.4, 3.0 of which was Ronaldo Lopez. So what I would suggest the White Sox do is sign three pitchers. And the way they could really improve on the run prevention side is they need to start striking people out. So don't look at anyone in the free agent pool, no matter what the price is, that doesn't strike people out. Don't look at trades where the pitcher doesn't strike people out. We need pitchers that come in here. I don't care what the rest of their peripherals look like. That's going to be a Don Cooper job. But we need guys who strike other guys out. And that's it. You start bringing those guys in. I would bring in three starters if I were the White Sox. I know I know everyone's counting like, 
We have Rodon. We have Lopez. We have Giolito. Okay. Giolito can start the year in the minors if we have a better pitcher. So this is where I would start this whole thing off. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I I, like uh, just to expound on that. I would just say that uh, I think 2019. I don't want to call it right now, but I'm going to call it as a loss. (laughs) It's going to be a loss. They they are not going to compete next year. Um, and I don't think that necessarily throwing a bunch of money at guys next year is going to help pay off when we're actually in playoff contention and hopefully, hopefully in two to three years. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm worried that if we, uh, Kopech getting hurt and being missing the entire next season is really fucking us because that was a starter. That's a starter that is gone. And so now we have Lopez, Giolito, and Rodon. Rodon. We have three starters next year. We need we two always starters. Fucking forget about Rodon. Yeah, we need we need two starters that like that to come in to fill out a five man fucking rotation. Okay, is Kobe going to do that? Absolutely not. I, I think. I mean, who who do we get to come in to fill those two spots? And I think that was the biggest thing that like I. Last year, we did a soak right after SoxFest, and I talked about how everyone was so hyped on this team, so fucking hyped on the Sox, and they're going to do so well. And it, it literally made me second-guess my thoughts that this team is going to suck in 2018 because so many people are so amped on them. And this is the next thing. So, so 2019, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm like, listen, I'm going to eat cornflakes every day. I'm going to continue to like go the same way because this is how I've always thought. Who's our two? Who's our four and five starter going into 2019? We don't know who those guys are, so we need those guys. We have, we kind of have bats. I don't think we have bats, and I also don't think that the White Sox are going to spend the money to acquire two starting pitchers and three fucking bats. It's not going to happen. Which is it's, what they need. Yeah, it's too fucking early. It's too fucking early to do that shit. So 2019, we're going to write it off. I'm going to go with my man Aloha, Mr. Hand. Fucking Kopech getting hurt has given them the excuse they needed to not sign people and to let another season go by and be wasteful. And that's just probably what's going to happen in 2019. Now, could something happen on the on the peripheral that we don't see right now? Possibly, but probably not. It's going to suck. So I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass the ball over to Cherizi here. He's going to take it home. All right, I got stuff to say. <laughs> Oh boy! So everyone keeps saying we need these two two starting pitchers. That's bullshit. We do not need two starting pitchers. We need three starting pitchers. You need enough starting pitchers to make Giolito fucking Colin McHugh, right? Hey, if he does well in the relief role, long man, like kind of like the specialized role, great. If not, fuck that guy. Got to get out of here, right? So here's the guy. It's not gonna happen, right? And everyone's been talking about the one guy, is Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez just fits. He's he's a Sox guy through and through. We drafted him, we traded for him, we traded back for him, we traded trade again, back and forth. A lot of in and out with Gio Gonzalez. <laughs> the old in and out, old in and out. The Wally money. <laughs> let's let's put it in there for the pregnancy right now. <laughs> two three years out of him, eighteen years, whatever it is. The other guy that I I think is is a Sox guy. That that 
will contribute to a team, is a good back of the end rotation guy, is Nathan Eovaldi. Damn. Going and deep then, cuts, deep cuts. I like it. I'm going to give like you it. guys a guy who you haven't even thought about. You, you fucking, you're like, oh, all these free agent pitchers. Who is the, who's the guy that we should get? This is a guy you have not talked about. This is a guy that you have not fucking thought about. But the Cebu Lions are about to post a guy who has some shoulder problems. There's teams that are questioning him. He's 27 years old, <laughs> but he could be fucking great. It's Yusei Kaikuchi. This guy, I, and, and I know, I'm hammered, and this is late in the night. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, like, what the fuck? Is that a, is that a like, name? That sounds like this is a guy who was <laughs> supposed to be a $100 million contract guy coming to the U.S., and teams are questioning him now. This is the opportunistic thing that Rick Hahn could be talking about, where if this guy falls to a five-year, $50 million contract, could be the fucking a steal shot. of the century. And I'm down with this. Now, Therese, is let's, he, a, is he a straight free agent or is he a July 1 free agent? Because uh, the White Sox can't spend July 1 until 19. Uh, July 1st, 19, they can't spend until. I believe he, he fits into the weekend Normal spend free up. agent. Okay. I, I, right. and, and that could be wrong. That could be wrong. I may, I may be misinterpreting yeah. the international rules. I don't fully grasp them because they're fucking really complicated in the new CBA. I thought you read about it in a zine. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And so, so those are the three pitchers that I see that are not going to be expensive that could come to the Sox. That's that's where I see that. And then on the other side, of, you know, the, the hitting side, I feel like let's risk it on some guys that are maybe a little older that we can. Michael Brantley. And well, it's not carried away. <laughs> <laughs> because Adam Engel's going to be your center fielder next year, like it or not. That, that, that shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to make up Play for yourself it. Play into a position. By dumping Avi, because the, be the market of dollars is fucking ridiculous. And getting Andrew McCutcheon in that spot. Andrew McCutcheon Love becomes your, your leadoff hitter. And then at third base, you, you go for Josh Donaldson. Now the, the the incredible thing about all these guys that I've I've laid out, you don't have to give up any of the special fucking draft picks <laughs> that everyone's so concerned about. There's zero draft picks given up in any of that shit. So so go out and get those guys. You don't have to give any up draft picks. You just give up money. Fucking money. It, it's just money, according to our organization. The draft picks are what they're concerned <laughs> That's with. That's right. Spend important. that fucking money. Get those guys. This team is much different with that with that group of guys. Look at your lineup when you have Donaldson in your three spot and McCutcheon in your number one spot with Moncada in maybe that two spot. That lineup is fucking good. You can hit a lot of balls out of the park with that fucking lineup. And you could have a possibly – Really good pitching staff. You might have a shitty pitching staff if all those guys get hurt. But that's the risk you got to take if you're trying to go from 100-loss team to fucking beating the Indians who, yeah, I know you guys don't like them, but they still fucking won the division with no fucking yeah. problem. Yeah. And I bet they're going to do good all right team. in the playoffs because they have – 
the middle infield that would fuck everyone up the ass. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, like, you want to do something wild? You want to try and go after it next year? That's what you do. They're definitely capitalizing on a shitty's year in the AL Central. Sorry, I'm drunk. That took me like 18 minutes shitty to explain. years. <laughs> that was three minutes of my head. Do so I got time to get another beer? Of course. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't but you say Kaguchi. That's that's the that's the main point. Taguchi. Taguchi. All right, everybody. We're sitting pretty. Yeah, I was about to say we're sitting pretty at about two hours and fifteen minutes of just fucking absolute quality content of Shy Socks Weekly, featuring Section One Hundred Eight, Episode Twenty Three of what was just a phenomenal first season, in my opinion. I'm actually pretty drunk at this point, but. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for every single episode that we put out there. The 22 that I was a part of and the 23 that Tony was a part of. Um, Thankful for Tony for being an absolute edit master. Tony being an edit master is actually going to collaborate into our first off-season episode that we drop, which is going to be a blooper episode of every single fuck-up. Not Maybe not even every single fuck-up because there are a lot. Mostly of John. Mostly of me. <laughs> fucking up a lot of stuff. So we're going to have that for an episode to kind of tide you guys over. We're not going to leave you guys contentless for a whole entire uh, winter. Well, John, I'm going to take I'm gonna take over right now because you're obviously just obliterated. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, John. That's where we're one-awaiting. One-awaiting. I'm going to let the 108 guys say a final piece. We're going to close it out uh, once they once they leave the call. Uh, guys, I, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done for us this, this season. Uh, again, uh, it's been a really fun year. Uh, we commented on it a little bit earlier, uh, in, in a previous episode that, uh, we've, we've made a lot of friends this year. You guys are, you guys are like family to us now. We appreciate everything that you've done. Uh, Cherizi, I want to thank you personally. I, I wear your, your, uh, old shirts, uh, all the time. <laughs> You're welcome for me getting fat. <laughs> um, so, so if, if I could say a, a few things real quick, um, so on, on behalf of the, the whole crew. So first, let me just shamelessly promote a couple things we got coming out. So uh, October 13th, uh, my band, Baron Plains, is playing <laughs> at the G-Man Tavern up yes. in Wrigleyville. There was supposed to be an NLCS game there, but I, I don't think that's happening now. So it should be pretty traffic-free. Can I interject? It's right by the metro. Can I interject that if any fans of the 108 or Shy Sox Weekly show up, you tap me on the shoulder, the beef loaf, I will buy you a beer at this show. So if you show up, you got at least one beer paid for. When you and trust up. me, you're yeah. going to have a good time. We're, There's no question. And we're playing with the guys from uh, Gogo Bordello, their, their side project. So if you like that band... Please, please come and try that. And Baron Plains uh, is the best 80s cover band in the city of Chicago. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's not true. But the uh, the November 30th, we have yep. we have a, a, a very special thing that we're doing. Um, a friend of ours who passed away, we're doing a charity event in his honor uh, with with our with our very close friends. And so I would hope everyone comes out to that. We'll send out a link for that. And then third, we have a uh, December 21st. We're going to do a meetup. 
It's going to be us and Socks Machine. We're going to do a Festivus uh, party. For the rest of us. Yes. It's going to be an airing of grievances on the Socks organization. <laughs> yes. And that's going to be at Low Res Brewery on, uh, it's like on like 18th Street. It's in Pilsen. Cermak. It's, it's like Carpenter and 21st. Yes. yes. Low Res Brewery. You should check it out even before then. Um, but we're, we're going to be up there. Definitely come out to that. I hope you guys are going to come out to that. Uh, we'll probably kick some questions to you guys because it's going to be just talk shit about what you hate about the socks. Yes, yeah. I'm all over <laughs> that. Fest- yeah, it's going to be a festivus yes. for the rest of us, an airing of grievances. It's going to be awesome. We'll I'm try very to excited up, about it. We'll try to line up some people to come we, out there well, that yeah, we can yell at. It, it should be it should be pretty pretty Other awesome. than White Sox, Dave. And then last, I just want to say to you guys, I know you guys have given us a lot of props for helping you guys out, but I mean – you guys started out as a podcast where you couldn't even swear. <laughs> and you've turned us into to avid listeners. Like, I, I don't miss an episode of what you guys do. It's fucking awesome. I enjoy it. It's fans talking about White Sox baseball, which is what the 108 is all about. Yep. That's, that's the only thing that we ever set out to do was to have a voice for the fans. Like to say, you know what? Yeah, we we get the organization, we get whatever the fuck you're doing, but here's the thing: we have no outlet other than to not show up to games to protest things. But now we do, right? We have a voice on the internet. We we are not tied to the score or to ESPN or to any of this bullshit on the radio. We're tied to here's people that care about the fucking team, that live and die with the fucking team. We this is important to us. This is our thing. You guys are part of that. You guys, you guys are bringing that to life, and that's important to us. That's For sure. That's why we will listen every week. That's why we'll be on the show anytime you guys want. This is an important thing that you guys are doing, and we fucking love it. And I hope you keep doing it. And I don't know anything about the Blackhawks, but keep doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because we have a little DM going on between the Shy Sox Weekly Crew and Section 108. And when Tony had first started off the whole Blackhawks Four Feathers podcast that he's doing for the Blackhawks, I had said, yeah, I'm just going to start recording Wildcat Weekly and just send you guys five-minute videos of me crying and just just call that Wildcat Weekly. So, I mean, aside from that, we appreciate all the love right there, Cherizzi. That means the world to me. I don't know about you, Tony, but I'm sure that Absolutely. goes for us. Um, other than that, you guys have been awesome. You guys are awesome to catch a game with. Even I've, I've been out there with at least three or four different friends throughout the season, and they've all had nothing but good things to say about you guys, even if they're Cubs fans, because I – I'm sorry, but I bring Cubs fans out there sometimes. There aren't that many Sox fans out there, so we need to get more White Sox fans out there. We need to get White Sox fans, whether you're a fresh White Sox fan or an OG White Sox fan that kind of fell off while the White Sox fell off. We need everybody to come back in full force because once that stadium starts filling up, they're going to start winning ball games, and I couldn't be more excited for the future that we have as an organization, guys. Me either. I just can't wait for you guys to see the 200 strikeouts from Yusei Kakuchi next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's written in stone right now. So, a f- and, a few, and John, uh, you can always bring your brother out to just, the 108, even though he is a 108 fan, or not a 108 fan, a Cubs fan, because he looks exactly like Yohan Makata, and I'm sure he can get some serious tail out there in the bleachers. All right, he's a big chess Sox with you guys, so he's going to listen to this. I doubt his girlfriend's going to listen to this. So I he's would gonna, hope he's going to be very grateful. to your podcast. Jesus Christ. He promotes the fuck out of my podcast. My brother's yeah. an awesome guy. Um, But, well, yeah, I actually have a funny picture. you were doing a blog for two years. You know, it's great. <laughs> I have a I have an awesome picture of his reaction to the uh, Cubs wild card loss. Oh, I saw it. I'm on yeah. that chat. Yeah. So. So yeah, big big shout out John's John's brother for for putting up with White Sox talk and Cubs hate talk mm-hmm. and and all that other shit. But uh, I met I met your brother. He's 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 good people. He also doesn't look like he can't fuck somebody up. Yes. <laughs> That's very true. Guys, I, I hope we could we could end your MJ season with just saying, just a fantastic job. Uh, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. We love listening. It's fun time. Hundred percent. Totally just true. Bring us on anytime you have an opening. Singularly or As collectively. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. huge fans. Collectively, and, that's the smart way to say. And it. just keep just keep being <laughs> just keep being pure Sox fans because we're gonna listen. We're we're just trying to crack your uh, your your list of of White Sox Twitter power rankings, and I know we build this episode. Yeah, and as, like, why why the fuck did those stop getting it, huh? posted right when we started blowing up? Yeah. Let me just <laughs> let me just say, <laughs> you guys are in the tournament for sure. Yeah, there. Let's we, see how you do. We, we talked to right, talk to Ben Rosen. Yeah, we just said we back. Okay, we, maybe you'll get whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> We actually we've sent around the bracket Rosen, recently. Rosen. I, I worked on the bracket some, and I sent it around to the guys. You guys are definitely in, and I, there's no way you're not in when it comes March. So don't even worry about that shit. But like, we're still tweaking. You're probably tweaking about the last ten teams. You know, maybe maybe we yeah. give them a little like inside scoop of who they're going to go against, so they could start talking yeah. shit about. It. That's a good. We, 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 we definitely we started the NCAA right. tradition of like creating storylines. Before the tournament even happens, yes. college, college basketball is starting up in about three weeks, so we need to. Go line I, hey, I, I didn't get my uh, I didn't get my uh, my season wrap up, but I just want to tell you guys that I've been on my soapbox uh, plenty enough this tonight, so y'all know how I feel. But I, I we love you guys, and uh, we just we want to keep you know everyone that gets big help out the little guys, and all the little guys help out the big guys too. So. The White Sox Twitter is a family. We noticed that we we had a that our last tailgate was uh, a lot of quality White Sox Twitter people that came out. I mean, we had a hundred people. We had Ron Kittle. We had you know we had some fun out there. White Sox Dave is out there bringing a fucking case of Chief, Bud Light. Chief, Chief was there, yeah, being you know Chief. And uh, it was a good time, but you know we had we had quality over quantity, and that's the way it is. We don't we don't need seven thousand people to come out to our tailgate. If we get a hundred good quality ass people, we're having a good time. So and you guys are definitely part of that. If you can drink two days in a row, that would be great. <laughs> We'd love to see you. But uh, yeah, no, thank you guys. You guys definitely help put us over. We hope we help put you over a little bit, and that's all it fucking comes down to. We all got to help each other out and keep doing these fucking little projects, big projects, little things, big things, 
Get us some fucking T-shirts that are bigger than an XL, and we'll be very happy with that. We got triple XLs for We've sale. Got triple XLs. Oh yeah, well, we're not that fat, motherfucker. We're only <laughs> well, like then what the XLs, fuck is bigger right? than yeah. XL, but shorter than a fucking triple XL? Hey, shout out White Sox <laughs> sale. Nah, shout out White Sox sale. We love you guys. Sale. Thank you very much. It's been a great year, and uh, well, I mean, great year off the field, not necessarily on the field. Sure. And 2019 might be a struggle too, but you know, we'll all be there for each other. It'll be a good time. Hell yeah. Unless they sign the motherfuckers I said. No, that, that ain't fucking happening. So, you know. So, I just want to give a shout out 100%. to My Sock Summer and Treasy for sharing the same chair the whole episode. You guys are some fucking troopers. It's been a balancing act, but it's been wonderful. He just kept saying, sit down here and see what comes up. That's what he keeps saying to me. I don't understand, I don't understand the joke. <laughs> So, well, thank you guys but, again for continue. for everything that you guys have done for us. Uh, we've loved having you on in, in both episodes, and uh, special special thank you to Beeflow for for putting up with asking us not to bring him on with Billick, and then us bringing him on with Billick. That was um, fun, though. That was fun. It was. It w- it was a good. We we almost didn't act, we almost didn't release that episode. It was a WWE moment. I actually yelled at Tony. I actually yelled at Tony because I was like, dude, I don't think this is good at all. Like, we should probably not post that. And then it, it was got- funny. It was funny <laughs> as a guy that didn't really know what was going on, listening to it, me, uh, I was like, I don't know if Beef Love gets this. I don't know if this is a work. I, I don't know, know if it was a joke on. or what. And I'm supposed knows. to be on the inside. And I, I had no was, idea what was, was going funny on. Was at the end of the season, Billick sitting next to me at the, at the game. And me and him chatting. And, and he's just like talking about that episode. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't even. <laughs> we didn't know that happened. I said on his lap too. After and we're, we're just kind of like, we're me and him are going back and forth now. And then. What's really hilarious is like, so we're sitting there, and then our buddy Nick, who was like super overserved all day, and then showed up to the tailgate, and then showed up to the game, and he tries to get past us, and he walks past us, and then he trips up the stairs, and he he turns and looks at Billick, and goes, "Why did you push me?" Because he <laughs> fell on the fucking stairs, and we're like. No one touched you, dude. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, like we we love we love Bill. Like it, it's all it's all good. It's all good. It, it's very it's very hacksaw and uh, and iron cheek. It's <laughs> we love we love him mostly because we're not cup holders. And with that's, okay, because <laughs> that asshole hates cup holders. <laughs> I think we're out of booze right now. We're basically out of booze. I am yeah. down to Stella cider. cider. Isn't that like cidre? You're, you're, cidre. Drinking, you're drinking a cider. It is, it's, yeah. cider it's cider season. You it's, get, you get one month of that. Apples, bro. My stock summer is drinking a cider that I, I got in the 1980s. So <laughs> it, it's, and it's fucking delicious. So it, it, it might be time to like just wrap it up but, and we'll put clothes back on. So I just want to give you I want to give you guys a final shout out that you guys said that you were only available till 11 and it's past midnight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a drinking problem. <laughs> we we, we have a drinking problem. Yes, we, we, yes. Drinking we, say, we say that so at least start by 9:30. Yes, that's correct. All right. So, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We've had a great year with you guys. 
keep doing those Sunday soaks. I enjoy watching them. Uh, maybe I'll be joining you guys next year in the 108. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what see. happens. Good. I hope so. And, we uh, might get you guys in the tub, too. We'll see. Oof. If you don't want to don't wanna like, see me in the tub. You guys say I'm quote-unquote slight. Yeah, no. You don't want to see these titties in that tub. <laughs> oh, dear God. All right, You're well. Of our dad bods. You, if I'm you're trying to bring Listen. those milkshakes to the yard, just get the fuck out. I'll bring <laughs> a whole lot of boys it. to the fucking yard. Our cups are much bigger, brother. Just so y'all know. We're all C-cup plus. All right. <laughs> a lot of bears. We are a lot of bears. And that was section 108. No, <laughs> yeah, that, and that was section we are 108. We literally the Chicago Bears. <laughs> All right. Well, we, thank you. <laughs> fuck, it. fuck yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's again. going in the blooper episode. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about it. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That's how you should end it. So, Shy Sox Weekly, thanks a lot for for having us on once again. For like Great the full time, time. All year. Good times drinking in the stands. Keep coming out to the 108. Everyone keep coming out to the 108. We fucking love it. It's a great time. Let's keep, keep this thing going throughout the pain and into the ecstasy that will be the yes. White Sox World Series team. Orgasmic ecstasy. It, it will be orgasmic. orgasmic. It will be fantastic. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep doing what you do. And let me just tell you, once and for all, Bruce Springsteen is still alive. hey <laughs> oh. You heard it there first. Bruce Springsteen is 100% still alive. Section 108. Thank you once again for the fucking seventh time. Because <laughs> we just keep looping it on. And I honestly love it. Season one. It felt like it was over and it was over and it was over and it just kept on fucking going. So thank you guys once again for being guests of ours for the second time this season. For some of you, the third or fourth or whatever it may be. Um, Treasy, if it weren't for your suspension, you probably would have had a nice little uh, solo bit on Shy Sox Weekly as well. So we'll probably fit that in next year. But Gosh, until man. then, um, thank you guys so much for supporting the show and what we do because we know we're going to continue supporting what you guys do. Um, and then maybe next year I'll ask you the same question, uh, Tony or John, and maybe we'll see if the answer is a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> hey, probably you got not. the Dave Polina win. I'll take the 108 win all day. Enjoy that, Tony. Shout out, Dave. I will. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Peace. All right, everybody. That was the Section 108 guys. That was Beef Love, Cherizi, and My Sox Summer for their second appearance on Shy Sox Weekly. As we announced earlier, this is the season finale. We are not going to have another episode for a couple weeks at least. Uh, Tony and I are going to kind of get back to the drawing board and figure out how we can make Shy Sox Weekly better for you guys each week from this point forward. Tony, you got anything you want to close out this season with? And then I'll probably close it out, and then we'll, that'll probably be it for this season for us. Absolutely, John. Uh, this has been a really fun year. Uh, I've enjoyed every little bit of it. Um, White Sox Sale had, had posed a question on Twitter to us and said, is this, the, is this your favorite year being a White Sox fan? Uh, I can't 
rate this season better than 2005 because we had won a World Series. But other than that, yes, uh, this has been my favorite year as a White Sox fan. John, I've gotten to uh, host a podcast with you now for 23 episodes. And just being involved in White Sox Twitter, being involved in this podcast, uh, I've had a hell of a time. Uh, I've probably been to more games this year than I had ever been in the past. Uh, Jake Trojan, uh, one of the one of the uh, big listeners, big fan of the podcast, one of my good friends, uh, he and I had hit a bunch of games. Uh, my wife and I hit a bunch of games. John, you and I hit a bunch of games. Uh, it's it's been really fun, despite how bad the Sox have been. Uh, I'm pissed at how. Uh, the team performed this year. I'm pissed at some of the development, but yes, this has been an absolutely uh, awesome year as far as being a White Sox fan. Uh, I love it. John, I can't thank you enough for what we've done together this year. Uh, I'm excited for the things to come, and uh, Shy Sox Weekly is not going to stop. We, we are, like you said, going to get together. We're going to try and make this even better, and I'm excited. I, I'm excited for the future of the Sox. I'm excited for the future of this podcast. And I'm, I just can't, I'm, I'm lost for words at this point in time. Uh, everything that we've done together this year has been awesome. Uh, building this from the ground up has been an experience for me. And uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for everybody that's listened. I'm thankful for everybody that's engaged with this. Uh, I've had a really good time, and I can't wait to see what 2019 brings for us. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, bring episodes during this offseason. I know that, that one of the things for me before we did this was uh, during the offseason, I, I crave White Sox content. Uh, I'm excited to bring that to people, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. So, John, I've, I've had a great year with you. Uh, many more to come. If uh, if this blows up, I, I, I couldn't imagine anything better. So uh, for Shy Sox Weekly, for me, this has been probably, yes, White Sox sale. This has been one of my favorite years that that I've been a White Sox fan. Uh, I, can't, I can't thank everybody enough. So uh, that's all I really have to say at this point in time. John, let's close this out for, for the 2018 White Sox. And... Let's give the Let's Go Sox. John, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I don't have too much to say. I do want to briefly answer Sal's question. Um, my all-time favorite year following the White Sox was probably 2008, to be quite honest. Even though the 05 season was awesome, I was only in fourth or fifth grade. I think I was in fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. I was a little bit more mature, a little bit more into baseball when the 08 season came around. So, I mean, obviously the 05 season in the World Series, like, I fucking loved it. But, like, as in terms of, like, watching a season start to finish as a fan of the Chicago White Sox, watching them going to the playoffs, I went to the, I went to the blackout game, the tiebreaker game, which a lot of people seem to think we didn't fucking play in as of recent. Um, I went to the last Chicago White Sox playoff game when they got eliminated by the Tampa Bay Rays in the ALDS. And I promise you... Fucking promise you, Tony, that you and I will both be at the next Chicago White Sox playoff game. And until then, we're gonna try and bring you as many podcasts as we can weekly. 
um, to follow the Chicago White Sox. We have a lot of stuff going on within White Sox Twitter that we're going to bring you. And like we had kind of touched on earlier, we have multiple events that we want to get to next year. And we also have our clothing line that will most likely expand over the next couple of months. So, Tony, like they like to say earlier on in the Shy Sox Weekly Days, look out for that. There we go. All right. John, let's close it out one last time for 2018. Let's go Sox. Go White Sox, baby.